Quit putzing around, or we're going to miss the big 9 o'clock giveaway. Oh, my button fell off. If you keep it up, you're going to laser your mouth off. What do you think the prizes are? A soft chainsaw. I hope it's a dead dwarf gang. I'm looking for Tom Atkins' mustache. Is that Michael Myers? Oh, shit. Here they come. Here comes the spooky! What's going on, chuds and chudettes? Here comes the Spookies coming right back at you with episode 7. Tonight we're going to talk about what's most likely the most controversial uh, movie in the Halloween series. So we're going to tackle that. Also what me and Nachos have been doing this Halloween season. So sit back, relax, tie your buddy to a chair, and make them listen to your second favorite podcast. What's going on, Nachos? How you doing tonight, buddy? How the fuck you doing, homie? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm excited for this episode today. I'm really looking forward to it. Why? Halloween 3, man. That's one of the most controversial movies in the whole series. I don't get why people All hate right, let's it. cut the shit. Man, I really just took the air out of the room with that. <laughs> <Boom>. All right. <laughs> what? She went from suck to blow. Uh, all right. Halloween 3? Mm-hmm. Should it have just been called Season of the Witch? Uh, I mean, I get what um, John Carpenter was trying to do with it. Uh, you know, trying to make it a whole anthology thing. But I don't mind that it's not necessarily part of it. I think that's the biggest problem with most people is that it's not directly related to Michael Myers in any way. But Dude makes a cameo. But, I mean, I kind of dig in what they were doing. Like the, oh, we'll branch off and make it an anthology. Because each year... You could make a new movie about something different, and you could alternate years by making fucking sequels, and then you could, I mean, and if you had to, then you could jump back to Michael Myers. Yeah, because he never intended that to be a series, like a franchise. I'm sorry, I really wrecked your momentum there. Let's let's jump back. You had a whole spiel. Oh, you're cool, homie. No, 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 we're good. Uh, so just a couple things I wanted to talk about before we jump into the movie itself. Uh, the first thing on the list here is uh, the trailer for the Grudge remake, which is coming out in 2020, just dropped. Which I didn't know, did not know. I, I think I saw a picture with Linda Shea because she's in everything. And not in a bad way. Remember her in fucking Kingpin? Dude, yeah. You can't see what I'm doing, but you know when I make this noise. <laughs> yeah, you're throwing up and you're fucking out the window of the ambulance. Just that is stole. a sweet thing in Kingpin. <sighs> I love that. I love that movie. Where you been mostly, Roy? Uh, you know, just drinking. <laughs> oh, God, even that scene where, like, in the rearview mirror, she's just... <laughs> I gotta stop doing that. So the uh, the Grudge is getting remake, right? It had its uh, first movie and then the sequel. I tried to do a little research, but I couldn't find anything. I don't think that this is a remake that existed first in Japan and then came over here, like how the original movies did, which is... Uh, like no, I'm pretty sure that was... Yeah, yeah, it was a J-horror so I, think, I don't fucking know. I know they had the Juwan movies, and then we got Grudge and Grudge Two. But I think this is just a standard, you know, round eye, white people just making another Grudge movie, just taking a stab at the franchise sort of thing. Uh, the trailer was okay. I liked the first one. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but uh, it was okay. So what's that? The one that's Sarah with, uh, Michelle Geller, Buffy, and the fucking cat kid. That... Uh... She's like showering as a hand in the back of her head and shit. And the, I, the kids look like the zombies from Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I think when you honkify it, that one wasn't for me. The ring fucking kicked ass, though. 
Right. Did we talk of this on the last episode? A little bit of the ring, yeah. Brian Cox. Just being fucking awesome. A horse that kills itself. I'm in love with that movie already. <laughs> Suicidal horses. So, yeah. I mean, That's it's my out. ska band name. Like Suicidal horses? Suicidal horses. I hear it's got a nice horn section. Uh, other than that, uh, Hammer Films is planning on making a larger push to put out new products and new horror films. The, so they kind of had a comeback and a yeah, resurgence was, um, with Lady in Black, which Harry is Potter Harry Potter. House of the White Ghost or yeah. whatever. They had a couple, uh, couple ones out. I think they've got a new one. Uh, it's called The Lodge. That uh, dropped this year. I haven't seen it, but yeah. I hear good things. I hear it's very, very spooky. So they're spooky they're spooky. I hate the word spooky. <laughs> That's a dumb word. That goes right up there with fucking people who say fur babies. I'm not a fan of when people say easy squeezy lemon peasy. I'm just like, out of all the words of the English language, you chose to fucking thread together. That's that. All right. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I hate the word spooky. But anyway. So they're going to be uh, doing some of that stuff. So I'm kind of excited for them. I love Hammer. Like, the old Hammer flicks are really fun. So so you're not on board with our sister podcast, Here Comes the Spoopy? No. Is oh. that that's a thing? No. It I better not be. You got really drunk. I, will... <laughs> I think we were karaoke-ing IC... karaoke ICP. So uh, uh, just la- a gauge of how drunk we might have been. Last is uh, In the Search of Darkness, which is a documentary about Ooh. 80s horror movies has got three days left for you to be able to pre-order it on Blu-ray or DVD. Yo, uh, wait, it's are like there 50 bucks. Perks 50? I heard 20. No, it's 50. But you get like the special like edition. I'm not sure if it's going to see like a retail release, but this $50 gets you like the special edition version, like a steel case, I think, and like a slip cover. And then I think it comes with a poster. But it's, excuse me, basically it's a, 80, it's a documentary about 80s horror. It's four hours long, so edited four hours long. With a ton of special features. You got guys like Tom Atkins, John Carpenter. I've never heard of any of these Bobby losers. E, you know. Bobby E! Uh, Sean Cunningham and the Horror Incorporated fucking losers. Uh, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. They're basically just talking about the 80s horror genre, when it started, what kind of what kind of kicked it off. I know James A. Janice of the fucking uh, Dead Meat podcast has a segment. And motherfucking James Rolfe. Yeah, because, you know, those little losers need shout outs on our podcast. <laughs> on the what podcast? Oh, the here comes the spooky. Not ours. What's theirs? Oh, uh, Dead Meat. Dead Meat. Remember, is that, the... is that shit I made you watch? Hi, I'm James H. Oh, yeah. I'm here with the Kill Cam. Does he have a podcast? I know he's got the YouTube channel. They do it like you can get it on your... Let's quit plugging their shit. I'll tell you this off air. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, I do. I know, I know what you're talking about. James, join our Patreon. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so, get back on track here. Not just throw me off. Uh, check this out. It looks really cool. I'm super excited. If you've ever seen... Uh, Camp Crystal Lake Memories or Never Sleep Again, which are documentaries based on both Nightmare on Elm Street and the Friday the 13th franchise. They are really, really good. They are super long, in-depth. They're like the end-all, man. Yeah, like, it's a treat to watch. You could be a big poser and not watch any of the fucking movies and then like go to these and be a well-learned motherfucker. And I think you can watch those on streaming services, but the thing about the streaming services is it's like a two-hour version. If you get the Blu-rays of those, it's like four hours. So this one's going to be like the four-hour version of their I stuff. I think the fucking... Uh, I think the, the Nightmare one's like eight hours yeah. if you get like both discs. No, you'll, you'll burn a day watching that treat. Yeah, there's a lot lot to digest, but it's awesome. It's really cool. I actually find myself usually checking them out, out oh, once every couple of years. I like to put them on and just kind of brush up on my knowledge. Shit, I'm like once every couple months. <laughs> and then um, lastly, you know, it's the Halloween season. Uh, we're doing this on the 28th, so Halloween's just in a couple days away. Just around the corner! Which is obviously why we chose to do a Halloween movie. We didn't want to do... Uh, you know, the franchise itself, because we want to actually tackle that in a long 
you know, so month long. We, we thing. tackled the non sequitur. So we wanted to do Halloween three, which is outside of the franchise. But in this case, Nachos, what have you uh, been doing this Halloween season? What did I do to keep spooky? Oh, I attended a Halloween party. I dress up like Scary Terry from a uh, Rick and Morty. <laughs> it's a real dumb costume. I'm trying to think, dude. Oh, I fucking saw uh, Norosferatu at the Urban Chestnut with the Man of Travels. Fun fact: I I had only seen Shadow of the Vampire. What do I got? Like no, it's me. I was like, does somebody okay? Salty. Salt. Yeah, throw salt <laughs> over my shoulder. Anyway, um, I had never seen Norosferatu, and I just kind of lean over to Mano Travels. I'm like. Dude, this is a lot like Dracula. It's just kind of like copy my work, but change the things around so the teacher doesn't know. And he's like, exactly. So you've never seen the original, like, Nosferatu no, no. lock movie? So it was so crazy because it's outdoors uh, and the, the wind was a blowing because you can't go up because your roots are showing. Die on block! <laughs> Typo negative has just been jammed into my fucking CD player because that's how I get spooky. Anyway, so this this uh, screen, this giant inflatable screen, was warping to the bends and will of the wind. And at one point, Count Orlock was fucking running around on the roof and shit. And I was like, what? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. A lot of the people there weren't cool, but the event was cool. Count Orlock and Urban Chestnut. Getting down with any uh, movies? Anything like that? I always got like a couple that I always like to reserve for specifically. Yeah. I mean, this is because I've been a good boy. I uh, got a little... A little drunk the other night and got a little hungover the next day and uh, kind of laid on the couch and watched a little movie on Tubi. You probably never heard me talk about called what? Project Metal Beast! Motherfucking Project Metal Beast! Now, together. Project Metal Beast! Ooh, that was good. <laughs> Maybe that's our fucking Harm- intro. Harmonized. Yes, we're harmonious up in this motherfucker. Um, yeah, I know you fucking suck that movie's dick off. You know, uh, watching it, it's a piece of garbage. No, I'm just kidding. It's really fun. And uh, we'll save it for maybe an episode where we watch it. I would love to watch it and, and talk about it. But I'm not as excited about the movie itself as you are. Um, What else? I'm trying to think. You know what? You go ahead and talk for a minute. Maybe I'll remember. Uh, just my... Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> fucking destroy the brain horror movie trivia. Yeah, that's right. We did that with uh, Aaron from the Horror Horror Podcast. But we were all under uh, alias as Tim Fart Boys. Tim Fart Boys. We took third place in that. Yeah, because... We came up against some tough competition. Fucking Teflon Dave and uh, the the Tom Atkins diet wasn't there. Well, I mean, no, I think they were there. I don't know. I think we lucked out because I pulled like a Rain Man on a lot of that shit. I was like, duh, that's a lady in white. And I feel like such an asshole. Like, each time after each round you go out to smoke and like, you know, there's chuds out there and you're just like what was number two and then like you hear all these bullshit answers and then like you will peep you will hear people correcting themselves like i think it was chud too bud the chud it's like oh it was definitely bud chud, chud bud, <laughs> bud the chud bud the chud that was a good bud, time what bud the chud no the the trivia yeah that was good yeah i enjoyed myself i'm pretty sure we got insane clown posse drunk karaoke like, Ooh, to that yeah. level third act gets a little foggy we'll fucking Iceman glaze over that. that. That was a long night for sure. I think I pooped myself. I hope so. All right. Well, well, I'm not we... sure what that smell was, but let's hope. We, we call it the charm of St. Louis. <laughs> uh, so me, I have been just standard usual fare, right? Just extra on the horror movies than I normally am. I always like to save the Halloween franchise itself for the day of Halloween. Yes. Same thing I do with every Friday the 13th, no matter if it's, oh, I had one in March, and then I got another one in May kind of shit. Like, I'm going to house them all, or at least as many as I fucking possibly can. I always start with number one, basically just put it on in the background and go about my day. Usually take the day off work on Halloween and just fucking watch those and just do whatever the hell I want and have those going on. 
all I, day long. I got a nice uh, segue. Barry Boswick. Boswick. Yeah. Isn't he the dude from... Finish thought. Uh, the transsexual transvestite Rocky movie. Horror yeah, Rocky Horror. Show. Okay. And he's in fucking FDR, American Badass, and Spin City. So I watched Tales of Halloween. If I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, that's a good one. So there's some clunkers in there, but there's some fucking shiny jewels. He's in the second segment. He plays the devil. And like he gets that little neighbor kid to do all... If you haven't seen it... It's, it's, a, it's a fun movie. It's worth it. It's not Trick or Treat. It's a good, yeah, I was it's just like saying, it's a good anthology. It's like the value version of fucking Trick or Treat. But Trick or Treat's really good. That's one I just watched the Your other day. fucking Michael Doherty says he does not want to do part two. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Like, that's Such a good movie. Dumb. Yeah, because like, that's the dude that just did the new Godzilla movie, and that was pretty fun. Fuck yeah, it was. Right? Or at least, like, courteously hand the keys off to another director and, you know, crank out it's gonna be subpar that's the well we'll see if it ever fucking happens so i try to watch something that i've never seen before each like halloween season and what you got bud this one i chose was a it was like a twofer it was a uh it was a work with george romero and dario argento (gasps) two evil eyes yes have you seen this band that's another fucking uh i've never seen this before I, it was so good. It's new to me. I because I caught it on Shutter. I want to say it's got fucking Adrian Barbeau, Harvey Keitel, uh, fucking Savini did the special effects, and he's fucking in it. Man, who is he in that? Uh, he's in the he's in the one with Adrian Barbeau. So it, it's the Romero one. Um, it, basically, it's two stories that are based off Edgar Allan Poe like stories. Then they just shot. I just know the creme de la creme is you get Tom Atkins in the fucking Loomis coat, and uh, that's all I want, man. You know. Detective Detective Tom Atkins, I think, is, is the criminal of crime. It's kind of hard to see him as a doctor. If he's not a cop or a detective or a drug dealer. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen it before. I thought it was fucking tits, man. Like, no, I really liked it. It was pretty fun. So, without going on a whole fucking full front tangent like I normally do. Well, I wanted to save it for one day. I figured we'd do it on the podcast. All right, moving but on. I would... Let's just say, like I said earlier, it's fucking two Edgar Allan Poe stories. You can easily look it up what they're about, but check it out. It's solid and like two great fucking directors What's coming together. What's the name together. of it? Two Evil Eyes. Where did you find it? Uh, I actually rented it on Amazon. I'm not sure if it's free streaming right now. Might be on Shutter, but what it could else? Be. Might be on Tubi. Fuck, it's probably on Tubi. But I, it was, it was a dollar ninety nine to fucking rent it for seven days on Amazon. So I was like, yep, well, fuck that's yeah, like I'm a doing sore that. dick. You just can't beat it. So I watched it and I'm like, ah, after Halloween, like, you know, when I'm like Halloween hungover and fucking Jones in for some more candy on Friday, I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. People throw out that term Halloween hungover. I just call it every other day of the year <laughs> where you just watch a fucking horror movie. This is true. All right. So ready to jump in. We're going to fucking talk about Halloween three here. All right. So uh, Halloween three, where, when was the first time you saw this movie? All right. So this is a two parter. So Jake Steiger, whom we name drop and I actually held him at ransom and made him listen to our podcast. He uh, pity laughed, which still counts. So that's good. How is this a two party? You only get to see a movie once, once. I have amnesia. <clears throat> So, where was the first time you saw it? Uh, so he got this VHS box set from fucking Blockbuster. It was the good times, like that three pack, and mm-hmm. you know Halloween two just burned those fucking tapes out. It's like Halloween three. It's like what's that? I, don't, I don't know. And then like we watched it once, just like where's Michael? And then it was kind of like I don't get this movie. I don't hate this movie. It's just Mike isn't in it. 
and it's kind of cool. It's one of those movies I just brushed away to the side so I could. Yes, I like how you flip me off while you're scratching your face. Yep, that's oh, what I'm doing. Yeah, that's a accident. That's how I feel when everybody talks about this movie in that in that such a negative connotation. Well, listen, you fucking dipshit, because I'm about to drop it down, yeah. Hit me. And then so um, <laughs> I don't know. Goddamn. And then so it just lay dormant. And then I think uh, what was it like Crypt TV? It was some kick ass like it was on blobby fucking blah blah. So uh. Destroy the Brain, the Lightning Grindhouse had it a couple years back, probably about five, six years ago. And I uh, took this girl I was talking to to that movie. She's currently my girlfriend and uh, my main squeeze. And that was our, that's our movie. Nice. Yeah. I rented it uh, from One Stop Video in Smithton, Illinois. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're they right. got like a ga- – they had a Casey's. It was like a big deal for them. They had like a Wessels. Fried chicken at the Casey's? Uh, they had the pizza. Oh, that shit's good, man. They're like the Smith Brothers or whatever? I don't know. It was just a Casey's pizza. That's oh, like, yeah, yeah. The town's so fucking small they got one cop and like – it's right outside of Belleville by like 10, 15 minutes. But you get like – a Wessels food market, a Casey's. They had a fucking one-stop video, which was also a barber shop, and that was pretty much it. And then like a florist. That's, a, a bunch that's of busy, man. It's a small ass town, but they had a solid fucking horror movie collection. So a lot of these either come from fucking Shook's Video Club here in Collinsville, Illinois, or from fucking One Stop Video. Where we are which currently at, unfortunately, is no longer in business. Uh, eh. And they had a fucking solid one. My dad, when I'd visit him on the weekends, we'd fucking go, and he'd always like. He'd rent a movie, I'd rent a movie, and then I'd get to pick a horror movie that to rent, and this was like back in like 94, 95, I fucking got the VHS for this one because I just like the cover art of it. Plus, it's got that little tagline where it says, the night no one came home. Up of that, Annie. Do you remember seeing M video? Yeah. Dude, that place was cool. That was by my house. I was upset when it left, but I wasn't mad that we got a Hostess Cupcake Factory Right, we got the fucking Wonder Bread store. Oh my god, dude. Because it was like... 10 hostess pies for a dollar or something yes. like that. This is probably why I don't know I have diabetes yet because I'm afraid to go to the doctor. I'm just going to have my fucking foot fall off and that's going to let me know. It's like, oh, you know what your blood type is? Cherry pie filling. Ooh, apple pie for me. Worth it. And lemon. Oh and my the lemons God. too. Dude, the peach pie was fucking good. Uh, I'm going to jump to Die Hard real quick. Remember when Officer Winslow standing behind? Wow, this is a fucking reach. Anyway, in the background... I see like a raspberry pie, but it's not a raspberry pie. It was like a fucking hostess mulberry pie that lasted for a limited time only. No, I don't. It haunts me. Anyway, moving on. All right. So this is not a video nasty. So this is not on our hello nasty list. Uh, we were we're going to get back to some of those eventually, but uh, we're burning through some other stuff that we wanted to talk Yeah, we're first. too busy having a good time. <laughs> so this one has the writer and director, the same guy, Tommy Lee Wallace. He directed a couple other horror movies, uh, Fright Night Part 2, yes. the 1988 one, so not the not the uh, Part 2 of the remake. Oh, the one happens. that doesn't count? Yeah, no shit. And then he also directed the It uh, TV miniseries back in the 90s. I won a uh, Silver Shamrock pennant from, I want to say, Rat Knife? Rat King Co? Sure. At, at the fucking mm-hmm. Halloween movie, because like, wait... Wait, we gotta we gotta talk about the other trivia we did with the Atomic Scarecrow. Well, let's... I mean, yeah, we'll get to that. Cause uh, anyway, I I want to pen it for trivia, and it's on my wall, and it's really cool because yeah. that was the question. We're moving on. You missed your chance. Too bad. <laughs> no, go ahead. Finish your thought. Uh, no, pretty much. Um, 
Andy asked, like, hey, who directed, you know, what else has this motherfucker directed? And I was like, uh, it. And it's like, boom, and nobody else knew it, because y'all some buttholes. Everybody's seen it, but they don't know about it. All right, let's meet our casualties. So, first up, super excited to talk about the first movie that we're covering here on the Here Comes the Spooky podcast is motherfucking Tom Atkins. <laughs> Fucking Tom Atkins, leader of the Tom Atkins diet. Oh, I, I, the Tom Atkins diet. Drink like nonstop. Yeah. Number two, smoke cigarettes. Number three, crush pissy. Number four, be a horrible father. Number five, fuck everything. <laughs> Six, somehow you're a doctor. That's the Tom Atkins diet. That's seven, the seven steps. And your ex-wife is constantly calling you out for being drunk. Yep. So he plays Dr. Daniel Chalice. If you don't know who Tom Atkins is, you're a dumb. Because you do. You know fucking who Tom Atkins is. You're a moron if you're like, no, I don't see him before. He's in The Fog. He's in The Ninth Configuration. He's in Escape from New York. That's right. He's in Creep Show. He's the shitty dad at the beginning. And he doesn't have a mustache in that, which really fucking throws Yeah, me we need to talk about... Briefly, the the few movies where Tom uh, Atkins doesn't have a mustache, The Fog, yeah. Creep Show, and I'm just like drawing the mustache on my finger and hold it up to his lip. Go ahead, you were in a rant. <laughs> uh, he's in Night of the Creeps. Yes, he is. He's in Lethal Weapon. He's in Maniac Cop. He's in Two Evil Eyes. Yep. He's in Striking Distance with Bruce Willis. What? And... Oh, no, no, no. What is Striking Distance? And uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, okay. Ew. Pass. So, uh, Striking Distance is a uh, cop movie where there's Shocker. a... there's a It's it's a weird cop movie. There's a serial killer who's killing bitches on the, like, Jersey River. I'm, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not sure what this fucking river is called, but so it's, like, up in New York. he's a hero. So, they're, like, boat cops. Uh, okay. And Bruce Willis is a boat cop, and... I think his wife gets killed. How much hair does he have? And he, uh, quite a bit. All right, so this is early in his career. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is pre-Die Hard 3. Whoa, yeah. all right. So uh, Tom Atkins is like oh, the chief Jersey, of the fucking boat, boat police. Have a good time. Yeah, it, it, it's actually a pretty fun movie, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I really actually like uh, Striking Distance. And then he's also in My Bloody Valentine 3D, which is Fuck the remake a. of My Bloody Valentine. And he's supposed to be in The Collector 3. Really? Oh, I was going to bring that for you, man. I want that fucking guy to just to keep acting. We've also got uh, Stacy Nelkin, who played Ellie Grimbridge. She's just, she wasn't in really anything else. She was in Get Crazy and Bullets Over Broadway. We've got Dan O'Harely. O'Hearlihy? I'm not sure how to say his name. Yep, you nailed it. You got it, buddy. He's Connell Cochran. Now, he is in a couple movies for sure. The Last Starfighter, which I'm a big fan of. Oh, man. I always thought that was a Star Wars movie. I'm a fucking idiot. That's a good movie. It's fun. Uh, He was the old man in RoboCop 1 and RoboCop 2. All right. Did you notice, like, in those movies, he looks younger in the RoboCop movies than he does in this movie? Which is weird because he's supposed to be playing an older guy. And then he was in Twin Peaks. Uh, no comment. I got, like, I We've got... got Michael Curie, who plays Rafferty. He was in Dead and Buried. Oh, fuck. Yeah, is that on our list? Yeah, it's coming up. Ooh-hoo! Airplane 2. He was in two Dirty Harry movies. Is Airplane 2 on our list? Yeah, <laughs> you wish. Yeah, I think... Uh, he was in Sudden Impact and The Deadpool. Sudden Imp... Those are both, uh, Dirty Harry movies, right? Yeah, so I said he was in two Dirty Harry movies. Um, yep. Maybe you should listen instead of playing with your goddamn toys. It's Marco Myers. your microphone. It's okay. Knock it off. We're professionals here, goddammit. Now come over here and smell this fart. It's 
I was like, blood and poop. <laughs> We've got Ralph Strait, who played Buddy Kupfer. He was in The Beastmaster. What? We've ever seen The Beastmaster. I, I like The Beastmaster. Uh, Nancy Keys, who played Linda Chalice. Do you know Nancy Keys? Yeah, it's Nancy Loomis. Assault on Precinct 13, The Fog, and what else was she in? I think you meant to say, I think one of them was Annie. Yeah, she's Annie Brackett in Halloween and Halloween 2. Yeah, guess. no, that's really her. They get it's her back. Her on the gurney? Yep, and they're just like, uh, we're going to close your eyes. You're dead, bitch. Uh, I want to... No, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get Here's to your it. big scene. Uh, we've got Jonathan Terry, who plays Starker. He was in Return of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead 2. Is he one of the... Uh... He's the uh, homeless guy. Oh, okay. And then we've got motherfucking Dick Warlock. Who just plays basically Assassin Android is his name. Um, he was Michael Myers in Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. He was stunt coordinator on The Thing, Big Trouble Little China, Commando, and Friday the 13th Part V. Not Tom Morga? No, no, no. Stunt coordinator. Not... Oh, right, right. And I think he's in The Last Starfighter. Is... Are you sure? I don't know. If it's Dean Cundy, they roll together. It could think. be. But, uh, yeah, so he actually plays Michael Myers in Halloween 2. Two, and then he's the stunt coordinator of a bunch of other horror movies, or basically John Carpenter movies, pretty much, except for Commando and then Friday the 13th Part V. Dude, he's in Pumpkinhead. He's the guy in the very beginning. He is in Pumpkinhead, right? that's right. And then little Lance is like, oh no, I'm not scared. So this movie was released in 1982. Uh, pretty good year for horror movies, for sure. Uh, we had The Thing, Poltergeist, Creepshow, yes. Slumber Party Massacre. Slumber Party. Friday the 13th Part Three. so we got another a, a third here. Amityville, Two. Hey, wait a minute. I thought they fucking released Friday the 13th Part 2 and 3 in the same year. Yeah, that's October 1982 is when this came out. Friday the 13th Part 3 is in 1982. Oh, yeah, you're right. So we've got uh, Tenembre, Basket mm. Case, Alone in the Dark, not the fucking shitty Christian Slater movie. Don't watch that piece of shit. Watch no. the good one with Jack Palance. Um, Jack Palance, Palance. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a whole... I'll tell you off the air, man. That's a whole fucking thing. Uh, pieces... Yeah, that's exactly, exactly what, what you think, think it is. is. Visiting hours with fucking Michael Ironside and fucking William Shatner. That's that's a and weird one. And then the last horror film. Dude, Frank, uh, we're fucking uh, Spinell. Yeah, Joe Spinell. Spinell gets fucking baked with his I was going to say Frank Zeter, but that's, uh, that's his maniac character. All right, so how to watch this movie. Uh, standards fucking VHS and Laserdisc. There's oh, a... Right, you know. Yeah, we got, got Laserdisc. Standard, come on. You know. You just get in your fucking DeLorean... Roll the fuck the, anyway. I got I got a thing about a DeLorean. Did you see the DeLorean in, in the background? Movie? Yeah, it was that DMC. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. So uh, there's some DVDs you can get it on that are pretty cheap. There's a 1998 DVD, which is real bare bones. That's the good times one, I think. And if that's the one I have, sucks winners the heck. There's a 2002 double feature with Halloween two, so not too bad. And then uh, Blu-rays, they definitely kind of stepped it up. Uh, 2012. Uh, Shout Factory did a Blu-ray DVD combo. Uh, sorry, sir. It's Scream Factory? At the time, it was released under the Shout Factory banner. Man. Dumb, dumb. Shut up. Act like you know. 2014 Halloween Blu-ray box set by Scream uh, Factory. Scream Factory, you mean, uh, sir? That's the one I have. So that's got all the movies in it and like a little art book. Yeah, you got Tons the... of special features. The the cases are black instead of blue, which I really liked. It just all You got the together. Criminal of Crim set. You're like, watch my house. I have to go bury a... <clears throat> moving on uh and i was like oh cool and then special features and then it came out you know what you're gonna talk about it go ahead yeah go so ahead just a ton keep, of special features it's a really cool set. that hole in your head uh then 2015 universal released it on blu-ray with no special features because they're fucking boners then they're boners. 2017 screen factory re-released it right 
single disc with uh, special features on the Blu-ray. Everything that's in my box set. Uh, you can get it right now on Amazon for like 15 bucks, And they also have a condensed version of their own box set, which right. like, doesn't come with like the big special fancy art book or anything. It's the smaller version. Yeah. It's like the, it's the like, nerfed version of what you got. Yeah, it's like 40 bucks, But it, it, again, it's got them all. It's got yeah. Halloween 1. Minus all the way, uh, 2018. All the way up to Resurrection. And then it's got Rob Zombie and Rob Zombie 2. Yeah, it doesn't have the 2018 one, but that's because it came out, you know, a couple years before. So, All right, I'm just going to jump in. What's the worst Halloween movie? Worst Halloween movie? Yeah, I go five. People say Resurrection. I say five. Um, are we counting the zombies? No, they're their own nightmare. Okay, so worst Halloween movie OG series. in the original series. Five. Yeah. Um, you know, because this is a Halloween episode coming out around Halloween. We should at least talk about a little bit of the original Halloween. How could you not we... like Resurrection? I mean, I'm not saying it's a like no, a dude, it's a cinematic piece of fucking art piece, but you get Tyra Banks. It's Buster Rhymes, I man. Fucking want to like hit Tyra Banks in the face with a sledgehammer made of dog shit because I just think she's like the dumbest fucking person on the planet. I'm not. I find that my opinion of women is greatly influenced by the size of their breasts. Opinion of women. So I would say that I'm a uh, big fan of Tyra Banks. Oh, uh, I don't know, man. I like to see a fucking dro- uh, brick get dropped on her head. You got her in this. She's on the fucking poster. Like, oh, Michael Myers, Buster Rhymes, Tyra Banks, and like. She's in the movie, like oh, I'm gonna. I mean, like, if, but like, think about who else is in that movie. There's like, there's, there's not even B-listers. Put the fuck on a dodge, Michael. You get Jamie Lee Curtis, you dumbass. Well, yeah, but they don't want to ruin that. That's a, that's a surprise for you. That's a, like a word of mouth sort of thing. You know, he's just like, oh, this is gonna be excellent. Like it's a, it's a little cameo. Halloween Five is like a clown car of your loved ones just getting t-boned on the interstate and catching on fire and you have to watch your family die and the mask looks like shit oh it my looks God. worse it looks than like it does data. in fucking seven why is he got that fucking long ass neck i don't know it's supposed to be based crazy. off a of greg Nekatar. i don't know it's you not. know what like let when we do the entire franchise let's just get five like fuck that movie <laughs> no we're talking about it like we just won't we just won't give the love that right. we're gonna that the rest deserve i mean at least in resurrection you get trick or treat motherfucker Michael Myers ain't no soundbite. He ain't no download. <laughs> he ain't no impact. He ain't no gif. He ain't no meme. <laughs> he ain't no tiger handheld video game. <laughs> he ain't no floppy disk. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Uh, do I got any more? No, nah, moving on. No, it's... Uh... All right, so... Oh, and it's the only time of the franchise he fucking speaks. What's he say? I... No! Because he gets shocked in the balls. Does he say no? Yeah, subtitle that shit. I'll have to go back to that. No, it's it's okay. I like that movie. I mean, I don't think it's fucking amazing, but I'm not mad at it. I watch it when it comes on. It's got who's that fucking blonde shit? Whatever. Let's talk about a much better Halloween movie. All right. Fuck. So now it's time for horsing around with maniacs. So the film starts with an easy title screen and opening credits run as we get a standard Halloween series opening, but with a twist. We have an '80s digital pumpkin being created on like a fucking apple II computer Gosh, screen yeah. instead of like a live carved one which is still kind of cool you still get that it. still get that whole thing so you know the whole reason behind that it's like witchcraft meets the digital age of the computer era very digital age right super cutting edge <laughs> now in our first scene we are told that it is saturday october 23rd oh in my version halloween three scenes as a witch aka or tom atkins bones everybody i think he only has sex with one person? It's a lot of deleted scenes. 
Oh, must not be in my version. It's weird. No, I got the European. You always get the the different versions than I do. I got a guy. So in our first scene, we are told that it is Saturday, October 23rd, before we see a man running for his life as a car with two well-dressed men inside are chasing him. He has a Halloween mask sucked into his belt, and it looks fucking hilarious as he's fucking running. It's just like flopping like a fucking lazy dick. Is that a pumpkin mask in your pants, or are you just happy to see me? (laughs) He tries to hide at a nearby junkyard before he is caught by a man in a nice suit. The Conan O'Brien committee. Right? And I just call these guys well, well, sharp-dressed men, like, until you get to, like, oh, fucking later on. that's good. Uh, he is able to break free from the sharp-dressed man who's trying to kill him. Yeah, he's got him in a ground-and-pound kind yeah, of thing. By yanking on a chain that's attached to a nearby wheel chock, and he pulls it loose, which sends a, like, parked car slow, slowly. Yeah, it's like a fucking old 50s Cadillac or fucking Bel Air or something, like, slowly down where he fucking crushes Mr. Nice Suit. Uh, freeing him, and he gets away before the second man from the car gives chase. Death number one, bumper-to-bumper traffic slam! (laughs) One hour later... At a local gas station. They are all about letting us know what time they give and you those timestamps. And I fucking respect that. Otherwise, I'm going to be cut in a, caught in a whirlwind of conundrums. Yeah. I appreciate that. Because the, kind of, the dates are kind of important because they coincide with some of the commercials. Except so I like that. skip a day or two, but whatever. So one hour later at a local gas station, the gas station attendant. What's his name? I actually didn't catch it. It's Walter. Walter. Okay. Yes. Walter is watching a news report that some of the Stonehenge stones have been stolen. Commenting that they weigh more than five tons and the police have no clues as to how it disappeared before a silver shamrock commercial comes on the TV advertising three new silver shamrock masks that the company is trying to sell. What in the Carmen San Diego is fucking going on? You're stealing Stonehenge? Ugh! Yeah. I mean, easy feat. And then, like, later on, Cochran talks about it. He goes, you will not believe how difficult it was. It's like, no. no. shit. I want to hear, bring this as a side story. Like, yeah. DLC. I, can I get a movie. sequel to this movie about how you fucking borrowed these? He piggybacked it. <laughs> he had the fucking ginger assassin squad. Is it on Amazon? Fucking... Yes. Yes. It's a movie we haven't made. That's, that's our fucking Kickstarter movie. It is. It's silly, but, I mean, it's there, so. It's silly as fuck. The Silver Shamrock Company is advertising these masks, and that kids only have eight more days to get one before Halloween night. And they've got this fucking song. It's London Bridges Falling Down that plays every time they're doing the commercial. Can we just sing it? Eight more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Eight more days till Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Tune in, boys and girls, and make sure you don't miss the 9 o'clock giveaway. My button fell off. <laughs> so it it happens quite a bit. It's catchy, for sure. Yeah, but then it gets like fucking dentist drillingly just in your head. Yeah, I can't. Like, when I see like pictures of the, the TV and stuff like it's that, in your movie, head, you like, I it. hear the song every time. I think I counted 13 times they play it in this movie. Ooh, God. Uh, don't. I, I could be mistaken. That is. I'm kind of a buffoon. I did not do that, but yeah, that's quite a pit. Right. There's no reason to get stuck. So, outside the station, we hear a large crash as the man that was running for his life earlier jumps around the corner telling Walter... Jump scare! ...that they're coming before passing out. Walter loads the man into a tow truck and drives off, assumingly to the hospital, mind Fucking you. Like, we MVP. get no dialogue here. Yeah. MVP. Uh, as the other sharp-dressed man uh, that was chasing him Comes around the corner and sees them leave. I think this one's Dick Warlock. It could be. I don't. 
I was trying to see where Dick Warlock was. I know he's in it. He's in the credits, but oh. I couldn't figure out which one he is because he's in it a couple of times. He's the pastiest of the gingers. I can say that word. I'm a ginger by day. I bet you also like this with the whole Irish thing going on, didn't you? Dude, there's a scene in the fucking... In the, what? What? What'd you say, bitch? Yeah, let me... You why, why don't you me. watch this fucking beard out with a knuckle sandwich, you little ass cunt? <laughs> no, dude, there's a fucking scene in the deleted scenes where Tom Atkins talking. It's like, yeah, and they just come at you with this fucking Irish smile. You know, they're full of shit, and at some point, they're just going to bash your face, and I'm just like, oh, Tom, you always know what to say. <laughs> ah, patio furniture. <laughs> What's Irish that stays outside all year round? Patio furniture. Where's the crickets? Chirp, chirp. There we go. Chirp, chirp. Next scene, we see Dr. Daniel Chalice. So we get introduced to Tom AKA Atkins here. drunk-ass Tom Atkins he, stumbling the fuck in the door. Yeah, fucking <laughs> bust into the home of apparently his ex-wife and their two children. Yeah, it's kind of ambiguous what's going on with that. First time I saw it, like, I was not Are getting they, it that he wasn't married. Uh, I think they're on the outs. Because or... I was like, damn, like, he does some shit later. I'm like... You're a bad husband. Father of the Year and Husband of the Year award does not go to <coughs> Daniel Chalice. So he gives them each a gift uh, as she makes these fucking off-the-cuff fucking Dude, shitty remarks about fucking him being Salty like a mummy's cunt. Yeah. And this is the this is fucking, this is uh, Nancy Bracken. Loomis. Yeah. I yeah. think she's a fucking knockout. What's up with her hair? Did Nancy they pull a Keys. Peter Vincent and like spray paint her hair silver? She looks different in this one, like quite a bit. Her face is like the same, but it's just they kind of threw her in like a, a a mama tire, eighties mama tire. So the kids are sad to learn that their dad has given them subpar Halloween masks. What are they? Uh, what what were they? Fuck, All right, it was, so uh... it's a double for the boy, and do you know who that boy is? Uh uh-uh. uh All right, and then a white tiger for the girl. So that. Did you ever see fucking uh, Near Dark? Yeah. All right. That little kid is Homer. Oh, wow. He's a 19, class of 1984 with Roddy McDowell. Yeah. Full circle in this motherfucker. And he's like a little bug-eyed mutant. And uh, I don't know if that kid ever like physically grew up. Like so, how I have never mentally grown up kind of thing. So they're really like upset that their dad gave him shitty masks for yeah, Halloween. Yeah, they're like, Dad, way to bring us fucking garbage. Yeah. You, you Mom already gave us these good masks. These bomb-ass fucking, fucking silver shamrock they masks. They bust out their silver shamrock masks before si- they sing the fucking commercial and like fucking dance around like doomed like, fools. Like, li- <laughs> <laughs> like doomed fools. Doomed fools. Doomed. They just, yeah, they're just like in like a chant. And they're like, it's almost Halloween. It's just like. That's called gonna... good marketing. That's what yeah. it's called. So, uh, at this time, um, and by the way, like, it's Dr. Daniel Chalice, but I'm going to call him Tom Atkins. It's Tom and, like, Atkins. Several other fucking, like, monikers that I've got written down for him because I just love Tom Atkins. So, Tom Atkins gets a page from the hospital when his ex-old lady makes a joke that drinking and being a doctor are a good combination. Did you see it? He gives her, like, he gives her fucking dragon breath, like the booze blast, straight to the face, and she's like, wow. Yeah. So... He then heads out to the hospital, and he sees that Walter, the gas station attendant, and the man he brought in are at the ER, and the dude still has his fucking Halloween mask, like Just fucking clutching it, it. Like so a goddamn fucking hard. safety blanket. Uh, he, the man wakes up tighter than dick skin as he hears the fucking silver shamrock commercial on like a TV in a room around him, and he tells Tom Atkins that they are going to kill us all. Technically, that's not they're not going to kill everybody because I think if you're not wearing the mask then anyway uh outside we've got the sharp dressed man that was chasing him uh is looming by the front door of the hospital 
We get a couple of shots of the hospital now, and we see that it's pretty much fucking empty because it's at night. Wait a minute, are you missing the part where he gets a handful of black lady ass? Like, no. I should have married you. No, yeah, when that happened. Oh, yeah, like, so she's the nurse, and she's just like, Tom, you, you adulterous-ass motherfucker! Uh, and then, like, so they're on the way. It's like, I should have married you, and then he slides on. Does he? Damn, oh, yeah. I missed that. I was taking the notes, man. Right. So Tom Atkins heads to the break room for a snack and a nap. Snack and nap. And uh, the old ZZ Top song, Sharp Dressed Man here, fucking is making his way to the room of the gentleman um, that he's been chasing all over California. But he stops really quick to put on some isotoner gloves before making his moves. Did you miss the scene where he's stalking down the hallway and he turns the corner and he bumps into Michael Myers and he's like, you're in the wrong movie, Mike. And he's just like, that didn't happen. No, it, what? No. He said, that get, did not he said get the fuck out of doors, Michael. The ass grabbing thing. That's know real. That is fucking real. You're a liar. That's on the Tom Atkins booty. Bullshit. Bullshit You're artist. a bullshit artist. You're, You're a, a bullshit artist. You're a real fucking smooth, you bullshit artist. So fucking like Captain, Captain Isaac. All the way in. Shut the fuck up when I'm talking. God damn it. I will murder you, bitch. <laughs> We're going to edit that out, right? Hell no. It's getting real uncomfortable. Like a, like a Disturbed song shit. in here. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ah, ah, ah. So uh, Captain Isotoner walks into the patient's room and uh, he puts his hand over his mouth to fucking gag him. This is pretty fucking savage. As he proceeds to stick his fingers in the guy's eyes and then he like fucking roots around in there. It does. So he. I, okay, I didn't know what he was doing. Uh, you go ahead, wrap this so, up. So, like, it looks to me like he fucking pulls the bridge of his nose that's off what his i got that's what it looks like that causes him to die but like later on they talk about like that he ripped his skull apart so i don't know if he like did extra damage in there right uh, the fucking dude is dead by the real way. talk like i am a doctor by no means but like if you had that happen to you that might not kill you right away but that's not gonna feel really good and we have death number two the santa mara nose job <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> i mean <laughs> Woof, dude. <laughs> that is good. It's a really cool scene for sure. Uh, the death, I don't necessarily understand the science behind it, but like you said, I'm fucking, See, I'm no of, MD. It's kind of like Friday the 13th Part 5, like when they get that fucking strap around dude's head and they twist it. It's like the bridge and the... No I don't fucking know. See, I can see that one because it's like, you know, that's squeezing his fucking whole skull and his fucking brain together and stuff. But in this one, like... Maybe it's some frontal eyes. lobe shit. It's, it's horrifying to watch and it's got a really good like fucking snap sound when he does it and i like it a hey, real uh, talk if any of our listeners have an md get at me and help us figure this shit out pretty please right so the sharp dressed glove man now it's heading out the door as uh oh wait a minute and the son of a bitch wipes his fucking bloody hands on the curtain oh yeah like and it's it, like dude that's why you wore the fucking gloves man real fucking rude buddy yeah dude, like were, why were did you put these gloves on that way like if you weren't gonna like they're, they're fucking there to protect you fucking toss the gloves aside and shit all right man come on now oj all right this, what's up yeah, ah see i was thinking hey, moving <laughs> and a baba booey to y'all all right so as he leaves uh nurse grab ass sees him he's just going out the room and she fucking starts to scream for help which snaps tom atkins into action as he chases the sharp dressed man out in the parking lot where he sees him get into his car, light a crack lighter. It's fucking huge fucking flame. And uh, he sets himself on fire, which causes the car to explode. Death number three, Carbecue. <laughs> Later on, Dr. Tom is calling his ex-side piece, Linda, 
trying to explain that he will be unable to take the kids tonight due to the murder-suicide that he just witnessed, but she is having none of his bullshit because she is incapable of being a good person, and I hate her. Dude, she's the worst. It's like, hey, sorry I can't pick up the kids tonight, honey. I am legit in cahoots with a double fucking homicide yeah, there's the at police this fucking here. hospital. I mean, and then, like, if you kind of look at him, like, all those cop buddies just, like, angry trouble like wah, 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 and they're just like oh. you can hear her like on the other end of the fucking phone right like, dude. flipping the shit she is livid and you can just see like his fucking cop buddy like slides his finger up and bites it like oh god sorry <laughs> so after uh, the phone call buddy sorry he's not a cop in this movie my bad right so after the phone call dr tom notices that the mask that the man uh had with him uh, is a silver shamrock mask and it's similar to the ones that the his two kids had earlier in the movie the next day, we learned that the dead patient's name was Harry. Tuesday, the 12th. And his daughter hey, sorry. Yep, has come to the hospital to identify him. She says, yep, I know that meat sack, and asks the police why such a thing could happen. Can we talk about something real quick that is total bullshit? Like, cops are all over the place. That car is still there, just kind of smoldering in the fucking parking lot. People are still parking next to it. Like, cops aren't throwing up danger caution tape. Like, no, don't get new, like too close to this like, crime well, scene. This might be a fucking crime scene, but hey, what do I know? I like, because uh, they're like, well, why would this happen? And the cop's like, uh, I blame drugs. You know, because it's the 80s. Oh, were they talking angel dust? PCP. Right. And I just love it. it's fucking it's the eighties. So it's like everything's drugs, and she fucking leaves extremely upset. Bloody, it was the eighties. Everything was drugs. So <laughs> we fast forward to Wednesday, the twenty seventh. Right, just like that happened. Boom, there you go. And Tom Atkins is talking with his corner friend uh, to see what the deal was with Sergeant Crispy from the exploding car. His fucking slam piece. Uh, to see, hey, what would cause him to go crazy and kill himself along with this other dude? But the coroner has no better explanation than the cops do. Real talk, that chick has been to the Tom at Tom Atkins School of fucking Pound Town. <laughs> he gets he gets around. He she her vagina has experienced the fucking Tom Atkins mustache, Russell Duster, if you know what I'm saying. Tom Atkins says whatever, and uh, he heads to the bar to tie one on. Yes, he fucking does. So uh, Tom's at that's the bartender as he's sitting there to change the channel because it is the most obnoxious cartoon sound effects ever. Yes, which. I love old cartoons, but at no point are you going to get three boner sound effects and then like a, a fucking slide whistle. Uh, so he asked him to change the channel on the TV in the bar when we learned that the Silver Shamrock Company is telling the kids to tune in at 9 p.m. Uh, on Halloween night for a big special giveaway. Now, before this happens, mm-hmm. there is a nice promo. For a little movie you guys probably never heard of. Called Halloween. And then this is our first. My All you motherfuckers tripping out there saying that this is not a Michael Myers movie can suck my dick. Because he's in it. Because he's in it. Because it's like a little trailer for the movie and it's like Halloween. I love how we get to see Mike like casually shuffle down some steps. Like it's the most intimidating thing. It's like waiting for your serial killer to wait for an elevator. It's just like... <sighs> And this is one of two times that this movie is actually in the movie. The movie within the movie. Meta! So Tom is then greeted by Harry's daughter, who introduces herself as Ellie, who tells him that the nurses told her that she would find him here. Spoiler. At the bar. Clearly, Dr. Dan is known for getting sideways before making folks say, ah. 
Because <laughs> it's like, how how big of a fucking like well-known drunk are you? It's like, oh, he's not here? Booze enthusiast, let's yeah. not throw out fucking hateful terms, did. <laughs> he's at the fucking bar. You can find him at fucking O'Shannon's fucking down the street there. Fucking go check him out. It's like, damn, dude, like, that's... Maybe get a new fucking hobby. I think this is like the fourth or fifth time we hear the fucking theme song. So Ellie thanks uh, Dan for being at the funeral for her father. And she asked him if Harry had said anything to him before he died. And he's like, tell Ellie that I love her. (laughs) She's like, no, dog. My dad was a fucking butthole. She's like, thanks for lying, but I appreciate it. Right? Trying to play it smooth, Tom. Shit blew up in your motherfucking face. Right? He tells her that Harry had said, uh, you know, that... uh, the whole I love you thing, but really he wants to know what the hell is going on. So he explains to her what had happened with the mask and the silver shamrock commercial and that everybody's going to fucking die. They're going to kill us all. Your dad may have sound like a crazy asshole before he got his head fucking Rubik's Cube. So they both decided like, hey, you know, we kind of want to figure out what the hell's going on. We're going to play detective. So they head over to a store that Harriet owned before, you know, he got his skull fucked. <laughs> right, finger fucked. To see if they could uh, get the finger bang bang you into the night. Uh, to see if Harry, they could find a clue about what had happened to him before he died. They find a clue that is related to the masks that Harry had with him and the ones that are on the shelf in the store that are being sold. The silver shamrock mask. The big three. That he'd like, gone to a town called Santa Mira to Ew. pick up another shipment of these masks to sell. And they decide to head to the town where the silver shamrock company makes them. Tom Atkins then disappoints his ex-wife even further with a phone call. And a six-pack. Since he's now going out of town of to what? play detective. what? What is the beer? With middle... Well, hold on. Oh, so sorry. He's about to go out of town and play detective with Little Miss Neck Scarf. And he grabs a six-pack of Miller that he's just fucking resting on the fucking It's payphone. Miller time. Like, before I tell my wife and or ex-wife and children where I'm going, I'm going to stop for this six-pack. It's not like a let me grab this on the way sort of thing. Like, he fucking had it. He knew Father what kind of, of night year, he was going to have. Father of the goes to... As they drive off, we hear the Silver Shamrock commercial play on the radio. Again! Or, I'm sorry, on the TVs behind him, letting us know now that it is two more days until Halloween. As they drive, they discuss the history of the town. They're headed to Santa Mira. Yeah, you get the whole backstory. It's a beaut. And uh, we learn that this gentleman, Colonel Cochran, owns most of the town and what? the Silver Shamrock novelty What's company. What's his name? Colonel Cochran. All right, so let's just go ahead and fix that real quick if you've seen this movie it's not colonel cochran he's not like of military ranking it's a common irish name apparently so yeah like i said we're getting the whole backstory here and they he owns the silver shamrock novelty company oh did you mix up a drink yeah try try this shit on what do we what do you got here what am i what am i sipping on by all right so i got some urban chestnut grapefruit rambler Damn, that's good i know some for the fruits of our labor from getting third place at uh the late night grindhouse, or uh, destroy the brain fucking trivia. We got some natural light. I'm not proud of saying that. The Natterday strawberry lemonade beer, and then a little bit of one of my favorite sodas of all time, motherfucking squirt, a grapefruit soda. This I, is good. I know. It's a uh, nice little mixer. Drink your beer, and maybe I'll make you one. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. We're fucking uh dropping recipes for folk. So we also get some shots of uh, the town. With like a bunch of security cameras that are fucking set up all over the place. it's a predominantly Irish town. So they got these security cameras that are basically like monitoring all the fucking people that live there. And as the couple arrive in town, they notice that everyone is like keeping like a suspicious eye on them. Oh, they're hate fucking them. Like just, just fucking staring oh, down. Look, look at these interlopers. Yeah, these fucking tourists. Right, yeah. So they decide to pretend to be a couple 
and they get a room at a local motel where they can talk freely. Did you catch the names of like all the the shit in the town? The Dublin Inn, the Shamrock Shaving Bank, a sh- shaving saving bank, and then a. I do love shaving my bank. Right. That's what I'm going to call it when I go to my I downstairs. Like, yeah, shaving my coin purse. Fucking shaving the bank. To the south town. Don't come in, sweetie. I'm shaving the bank. Yeah, don't jump scare me and make me nick my nick my sack. <laughs> don't uh, want to hurt the vault. What's the name of the fucking hotel, though? I did, uh, did I get it? Uh, I can't remember. It's like something moon, like uh, the silver moon or some shit like that. So doily McDrinkington's house <laughs> of jacanery and, and pancakes. Boozery and pancakes. <laughs> it's all right. I'm Irish. Fuck off. So they decide, yeah, we're going to get a room together. We're going to pose as a couple so we can talk freely from these secretive town folk. Um, as they're getting a tour of the motel, Tom Atkins sneaks off to the front desk while the manager's showing off the room. And he learns that Ellie's dad had stayed at the motel before he died. Hey, I'm, I'm, Caesar, he sees his name on the ledger. I'm going to be real with you for a second. They did this in Psycho, right? I'm pretty sure they did. With yes. Sam Loomis. Mm-hmm. Not Michael, but, you know, the other Sam Loomis. So... As he heads back to his room, he is nearly run over by a Winnebago. Straight up, dude. As we are introduced to the Kupfer family, Buddy, Betty, and Buddy Jr., who are in town visiting the Silver Shamrock Novelty Company. Buddy's like a like a toy salesman. We get a great scene here where, like, <laughs> the guy fucking almost hits Tom Atkins. He's driving so fast. He had, like, the kid's bike on the front of the Winnebago, and he stops so flies. short. It, like, flies off and fucking almost hits Tom Atkins. And they get off, and they're like, oh, hey, sorry about that, you know. All right, so Betty, that's her name? Yeah. Okay, so Betty, and I uh, I don't know if it is, but I'm going to say it. She straight up reminds me of that bitch from Superman 3, the chick that turns into a robot. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, like, that is in my top five biggest childhood fears. I don't know if that's her. Could be. I have to look into that. If it isn't, it looks just like her. And if it is, I think we have a... a sequel prequel tie-in we'll get to that moving on so we get this like whole scene that plays out and it's the best fucking scene because this buddy jr is such a piece of shit so everybody's no chill on that gets what he fucking deserves later he gets off he's fucking he's gonna go ride his bike and his mom's don't go in the street don't go near the road and his fucking buddy jr is fucking driving away turns around looks back Somebody left the cage open because the fucking bird got out. <laughs> hey, mom, can you see this? Fucking mom, let me mom, turn mom, it up. Mom, you gonna go fuck yourself into a robot? I can't do whore? this any harder. You fucking bitch. I'm doing it as hard as I ever could. <laughs> so before he gets back to his room, Tom Atkins is nearly run over by a yeah, second. He gets three fucking steps before he gets almost second time vehicular manslaughtered the fuck out by a second fucking guest, fucking Marge. Get me. He was fucking staying at the motel. Gets out of the fucking car and's bitching at one of them damn factories screwed up her order. She's answering questions that nobody fucking asked. She's just like, oh my god, that shit. You want a fun fact? You, you want a fun little treat there? This is Tom Atkins' real wife. That's right, dude. <clears throat> yep. Ain't that right, Jeff? Because he's got uh, some scenes later that actually talks about Wolf. in the commentary. He's like, this was the most uncomfortable. This is how Dan Chalice I ever became filmed. in real life. Yeah, that he ever filmed because it was difficult. And we'll get to it. It's coming. And up. his wife's on scene fucking slapping her bean, just like, <laughs> eh, 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 frothing at the bit. Licking the bean. Playing the DJ scribbles. So, Dr. Tom arrives safely back in the room now after fucking narrowly avoiding being hit twice. Yes, in a fucking 15-foot yes, yes. fucking stretch of parking lot. Right, how dare you, motherfucker. <laughs> Despite the universe trying its best not to allow this to fucking happen. Right. And him and Ellie discuss their next steps before things get 
awkward. Uh, what does he say? It's getting late, and so, I could use a drink. Tom says that maybe he should get another room or sleep in the car so that Ellie doesn't feel uncomfortable because they're fucking nice strangers. Nice move, Tom. Nice move. Yeah. Ellie asked Tom where he'd really like to sleep before succumbing to the sexual power and he says, of his mustache. The the fucking the stash. He's like, what oh. do you think? No, he says, that's a dumb question. That's what it is. And it just goes in straight for fucking smooch town. Yeah. You it's couldn't like, cut the fucking sexual tension in this room with a goddamn knife. It's like, look, I know your dad just died and we're trying to solve the mystery of who, you know, like who killed him. And, you know, you're probably like a huge emotional wreck right now. So probably like you should make out with this dude you just met like two hours ago. And, you know, like, and then just go to fucking Tom Atkins plow town. High five to Tom Atkins for getting a first base. <laughs> Wait, is that like. Middle school first base or first base man smooching smooching. I thought that was getting finger blasted. What? What are your bases? I'm from Caseyville, bitch. What's home run? You don't the want Devil's three way? No, no, it's playing boofers. <laughs> uh, whatever. So as the different s- strokes for different folks, homie. As the sun goes down and a, the moon comes up, a chime is played over this PA system that's been set up all over town, telling the citizens of Santa Mira that it is now six o'clock and that curfew is now in effect and that everyone needs to head home. All right, hot dog. I got a little question for you. Who that robot bitch be? The announcer's voice is the voice of Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis! So now, we've got Jamie Lee Curtis on the TV, we've got Michael Myers on the TV, and technically, Jamie Lee Curtis is now in the movie. Real talk, I think we get more Jamie Lee in this movie without Michael Myers than we do in the next fucking three movies. <laughs> Real talk. This is You You know what? You're right about that. I just There's like, more Jamie Lee in this than there are in the next three movies. Sometimes, the sun shines on a dog's asshole, you know what I'm Jamie's saying? He's getting a little wicked with the stick. Is that his name, Jimmy, from Part Six? Yeah, no, you got it. Yeah, I love that. Third scene. Rock. We're gonna get to that. Your stupid minds. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. Uh, so, monarch. as this is all going on, we see that the security cameras that we saw earlier, like surveying the town, uh, as Tom Atkins leaves a local liquor store. Call it what it is. Yeah. Don't even fucking dick around. I was trying to think of the name of it. Boozery. But it, what's funny is like Puchatorium. fucking Tom Atkins is such a rebel. He fucking completely ignores Jamie Lee Curtis's fucking announcement that he's got to fucking be indoors. But ah, Jamie Lee told me, to, told me to stay inside. I'd be like, yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah. So he's got a bottle of liquor. And as he's heading back, he is startled by a local stranger. Stranger my ass. He's a fucking hobo, dude. Uh, whose name is Starker. Trashboat McGillicuddy. And Starber? Starker. Oh, okay. Starker. I got it from the credits. And this is this is a good fucking little line. I, I got this quote if you don't. Because he, he, he asked Tom Atkins if he can help him drink it. Oh, hold up. I didn't mean to scare you. I saw that the bottle looked a little heavy. I was wondering if I could have a drink. <laughs> I got no diseases or nothing, so like, do you mind if I have a drink? That was. I love that the bottle looks a little heavy. I'm going to fucking stop saying How many saying times have you. you heard me say that? I love that shit. I say it a lot. So Tom shares it with him. And, you know... He gives him the lowdown. It's like the NPC mm-hmm. character in a fucking video game. Preparing like, you for the quest. Right, yeah. Giving you the fucking lowdown he of He gives your... him the backstory of the town and of Connell Cochran and how he brought a bunch of outside help in to work at the factory and doesn't hire local people. But, it, but that's fucking contradictory because it's an old Irish community. So what the fuck is that? I don't know, man. Half the people are on the take and apparently Starker's not, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he's eating cheese Whiz and his fucking... <clears throat> <laughs> crim like crim shack. So the man then warns fucking Tom Atkins to watch out about Cocker, and he's a weird fella. Uh, before remarking that he's just going to commit arson. No, oh, it's straight up. And what is it? it's like? I got a half a case of Molotov cocktails. I'm gonna burn that fucking factory down. Happy Halloween. 
Hey, Cochran, fuck you. And Tomac is like, chill. Like, buddy, chill. You have no stealth mode. <laughs> yeah. You're blowing up our spot. You're up here. Bring it down here. <laughs> right. You're like playing Metal Gear Solid, the fucking Guns of Blades mode. I'm in stealth mode, homie. So you're the hobo then heads home to his. Heads home? He's homeless. Jeff. Well, he's got a junkyard shanty. No, he's got like a fucking baller ass trailer trailer. It's uh and he goes for some dinner, right? It's and then easy he turns cheese like fucking white on. bread. Act like you're not so fucking proud you ain't done that shit before. Not on bread, no nah, man. Like Ritz crackers, buttered Ritz crackers, fucking oh, easy. Oh, put cheese. it on the Ritz cuz you're so fucking fancy. I will fucking eat that shit all Ritz! the day. Before two more fucking sharp dressed men in suits come out of nowhere. Dude, the Conan O'Brien shows up. And they fucking force him down to his knees and they fucking rip his head from his uh, shoulders. I think you got it wrong because um here, look at the picture I took. What's that look like? <laughs> What's that look like? Because uh the assassins look like they're taking turns on some bro op co op mouth fuckaroonie, turning old boy's mouth into the old ding dong dungeon. <laughs> No, actually, they just tear his fucking head off, and it's super cool, and it's like the sound effect sounds like somebody's punching a bowl of pudding. Death number four, give me head till you're dead. (laughs) I like, after they rip it off, you get that that one really good fucking fountain (laughs) squirt, just fucking straight up, and it hits nobody. It's awesome. call that strawberry bukkake. So, back at the motel, Ellie is talking with Marge. About getting orders filled. No, she's just walking, mining her... It's... Well, she like... Yeah, she walks Everything by she and... does is a fucking jump scare. And then she just berates her. Do you know this thing? So she's March. talking about getting Ugh. the orders filled by the Silver Shamrock Company. And that lately, the quality control has been terrible. Marge shows Ellie that the trademark button has fallen off of one of the masks that she had. Because her four-year-old was throwing it against, it against the, the wall. <laughs> it's like, how... I got a four-year-old. I don't let him throw fucking shit against the wall. Why? Right. Because the house was expensive, and walls ain't cheap. Nah. So, nah. like, be a better mom, Marge. Uh, the ladies say goodbye and part ways forever. Boom, boom, boom. As the motel guests are settling into bed, Dr. Mustache is calling his coroner friend to see what the results were on the suicide at the hospital when she tells him that some idiot must have mixed up the samples because the results all came back as pieces of plastic and metal and not human DNA. You like how she's fucking around with that part <clears throat> and it is clearly a fucking bike bell. Like, kicking, kicking. <laughs> right? I like mean, a fucking, like, burnt up, crusty piece of fucking just bike. I, I mean, it's a complicated piece of machine. Uh, we're not there yet. Anyway, sorry, sorry. Tom tells her that he will check back tomorrow when she gets the real results once the hospital gets all their shit straightened out. Then he heads back to slap bodies with Ellie. Round two. Fuck. <clears throat> Later in the night, as they continue their session of sin, Tom Atkins <laughs> decides that now would be a good time to check how old Ellie is. <laughs> hey, man, the late 70s and early 80s were a simpler time. They've already fucked several times. It's a little late for that, R. Kelly. Okay? So maybe check the ID before you fucking park it. Like, he already shaved in her pussy hair, like the Tom Atkins mustache, <laughs> like the fucking Mask of Zorro. It's like... S- signed it like he did my poster with the wrong name. <laughs> right? It's like, Eli... Wait, that's a no. It's like he signed it, Marge. Ooh, nice to be here, Marge. Woof. I'm gonna fuck that laser blast later. Oh God. Oh wait, no. Hold up. Uh, Are we talking? Okay, so they just got back to to bone session two. Yeah. All right. So your dad just died. You're trying to solve a fucking Scooby Doo mystery, and somehow you pack sexy lingerie. 
Right, like a fucking like ninety, like right. some like booty shorts. A teddy, that's what they're called, <clears throat> and those are the most heinous pieces of lingerie ever. I'd rather see like a chick duct tape uh, tampons to her tits. So this is the scene we Actually, were talking I about. I kind of want to see that. It's hilarious. In the next room, we've got Marge, and we're going to get to what happens to her. But basically, what Tom Atkins described as the most uncomfortable scene he's ever filmed is that they film these scenes, I guess, together. So chronologically, <clears throat> Marge is in the other room, like literally. And you these, knock on the wall. Hello. And these two are together. I'm fucking this chick. And he's fucking around, making around with this chick, while his wife is in the other room filming her scenes. And he's like, "This is just fucking super weird." My real life wife is over there. Is what he's saying now because they're divorced, <clears throat> no doubt. No I, diggity. I, I'm not sure. I had to look up the backstory of that, but he did say it was like super uncomfortable for him. So meanwhile, but not for his boner. Back to the movie. Marge is in her room and is about to head to sleep when she notices. The silver shamrock buttons on the floor, and like something's off about it. So it came yeah, up on the mask. mask. <clears throat> so she, <laughs> so she picks it up and she's looking at it, and she sees that there's like a small circuit board on the backside, and she fucking starts to poke it with a hairpin, because, you know, oh, I didn't realize you were a fucking electrical engineer, Marge. Right. Yes. You know, with your fucking mask sales, this activates the button. Which shoots a laser straight into Marge's mouth. Fucking, just her face hole. Just splitting it and peeling it <laughs> fucking it open. The fuck up. And this is gruesome as shit. Like, her lips are barely hanging on. There's exposed teeth, and teeth are like fucking... It's like if you got hit in the mouth with a ball-peen hammer about seven or eight times. Not like I'm speaking from experience. And her lips are just blown the fuck off. Her eyes are all red. It like, looks like she's in desperate need of some chapstick. Woof. Right. It is a uh, pretty gruesome look. Gruesome as fuck. Yeah. And then, like, a bug crawls out of her fucking mouth. Right, and her eyes are, like, maraschino cherries, and then, like, she she's done, so she's done, and then all these fucking wicked critters, creepy crawlers, climb out of her face. The worms crawl in, the worms crawl out. Your face is fucked. You're gross. Your mouth. We so, have death number five. Your mother's a snowblower, laser lips. <laughs> Yeah, you know. <laughs> Your mother's a snowblower, laser lips. Your mother dates jocks in hell. Whoa. Not long after this, Dr. Tom notices that the silver shamrock van has arrived at the motel. The and fucking is... entourage has arrived, full of nerds. Full of fucking white coats, and it's carting Marge away on a fucking gurney. Uh, he tries to stop the Silver Shamrock crew from leaving with her as he is a doctor and he wants to fucking examine what's going on. But a they doctor of what? No attention a to him. A doctor of boozeology? Mixology. Doctor of slapping asses. Whoa. <laughs> is that our next drink? No. It, oh, we do like a pudding butt cheek and then like you do the shots out of the. Okay, moving <laughs> on. Uh, so the fucking nerd squad rolls out in the van and then a black Cadillac rolls up. Right. Who fucking shows up? Colonel Cochran Colonel shows up motherfucking Cochran and says that Marge will be taken to the factory of all places. Factory. Now, granted, this isn't a huge town. You get, like, a good aerial shot of it. It's not a big fucking place, but you don't have, like, a local doctor or, like, an infirmary. I'll tell you what we don't got. A good areola <clears throat> shot of fucking old girl in the bed earlier. So, yeah, we did not. There are no boobies in this movie. There is, because it was under contract. Old girl was like, uh, Tom gets to fucking broom bristle my fucking nips around, but not on camera. Yeah. So she's taken Marge to the factory and that she will be well taken care of over there. And one of the employees then tells Cochran that what happened was a misfire. And he's whispering it, but not so subtly that fucking Dr. Tom Atkins. Yeah. Misfire. <laughs> oh, 
I he could fucking totally word. overhear it before everybody disperses. He didn't hear it. His mustache did. It's a magic mustache. Tom and Ellie decide that they're going to the factory the next day now. Before they head out, though, Tom calls his coroner friend back, and she still says that she all she can find are car parts and that maybe somebody is tampering with the evidence. Right, it's pretty or, much the same shit they said in the last message. Maybe you're bad at your job. I don't know. Right? I mean, I thought we were doing an autopsy of a bike. Fuck. <laughs> My bike. Was this guy? Uh-huh. A, was this guy a bicycle? Because I've got this bell here. Aren't we all bicycles, though, Cincinnati Jeff? So Dan and Ellie head over to the Silver Shamrock factory to gather more info. The next day, right? Uh, in yeah, in the morning, on her father, when they run into the Cupfer family who are taking a tour of the factory. Jesus fucking Christ, this is like the most goddamn annoying... If you thought, like, Uncle Eddie from Vacation was bad, <laughs> these guys are on par, and they're, like, polyester jumpsuited the fuck out. And it's Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie, what'd I say? Uncle Eddie. Yeah, you would think that, you dumbass. You serious, Clark? <laughs> you fucking stop. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Crockin. What? Who? <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Here, get some of this genius juice in you. Rattle your fucking Tell you what, I'm gonna, Let me chug this real quick and then I'll get back chug, to chug, it. Chug, 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 chug. This chug break mm. was bought to mm-hmm. you by alcoholism. Mm-hmm. So we do shit around Halloween around here. I like to get pumpkin spiced. Excuse me. All right, you fly up your gums for a minute. I'll cook you a cocktail. Yeah, make me up something. I'll make you Tasty. Colonel Cochran. Colonel Cochran greets both the family and Tom and Ellie, who are now posing as the Smiths. They're like, oh, what's your name? Uh, Do you catch her? He's like, Smith. Smith. And then she's like getting ready to like, uh, come up with some bullshit. (laughs) Good call. Good cover. Sweet. Before offering to take everybody there on a tour of the factory. During the tour, Buddy Jr. shittily asks for a mask because he's a piece of shit Yeah, this kid's a fucking twat goblin. And Cochran tells me he's going to give him a finished one complete with the silver shamrock button attached. I like this one! No, it needs the process through final... This one has been through final processing. Right. So Cochran tells everybody that final processing of the masks are a trade secret when he is then asked about it. And Tom Atkins notices that the factory has an awful lot of security... And that it looks like it's time for them to get the hell out of there. Tom Atkins mentions... His words are yours. What's up? His words are yours. Oh, mine. I mean, he's like, well, we should get out of here. I'm paraphrasing. Dr. Mustache MD then mentions that the sharp-dressed men look just like the guys that killed her dad. And as they go to leave, Ellie notices her dad's car... In one of the warehouse bays and goes in for a closer look. She, a closer look, she blows her fucking cover. That's my dad's car! Before a fleet of the sharp-dressed goons. The ginger armada fucking. Come out and block her way. Right. We then get the two back at the motel and they decide to call the police and they're going to get the hell out of Dodge. Is it ready? Yeah, I think yours is better than mine. That is a tasty Tasty little tweet. As Ellie is packing... Tom Atkins goes to call the police, but the operator states that his call cannot be completed as dialed. Who was the voice of the operator? Wait a minute. We missed a very important thing. We got to cut back to it. When they're talking, when fucking gut, not gut, man, um, buddy, mm-hmm. it's talking about Colonel Cochran. Colonel Cochran is the guy that invented the. Oh, that's right. They do. They get like in the little tour. Um, they talk about all the, like the gags and, and like joke toys he's made over the years. He is the inventor of the, uh, sticky toilet paper, sticky toilet paper, the soft, soft chainsaw, chainsaw 
and the dead dwarf gag. Uh, I got a pretty good sense of humor about shit, but like a tiny dead body is not going to tickle my fancy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, have you seen the dead dwarf gag? You don't know. No, I don't fucking know. You're going to make some moms real fucking sad or something. I don't know. I did miss that. But yeah, they do. They go to like a room, which has got like all these toys that are I used to play with this robot piece of shit that moved back and forth for like, I just stare at it for hours. It's like... You also see like a bunch of other masks that aren't the three that are featured in the movie. Oh, yeah. They're sprinkled There's like a devil mask, or at least it's like a red one. I just assume it's a devil mask. And a couple other ones that are like in the background. That's Satanicist? I'll have you know. (laughs) I didn't mean to profile. Yeah, don't. All right. So, um... Papa's car, Papa. Right, so as Ellie is packing, Tom Atkins goes to call the police, but the operator states that the call cannot be completed as dialed. Jamie Lee Curtis, again. Yep, so she is the operator as well. As the Silver Shamrock commercial plays on another TV in the goddamn background. I think we're like the eighth time. Telling us know that it is one more day till Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. One more day till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. Dr. Mustache, M.D., heads back to his room, only to discover Ellie is now missing, and an army of the sharp-dressed men are headed directly for him. Yeah, dude, the fucking ginger assassin squad are coming in hot. He makes his way across town, slickly avoiding the shamrock goon squad, and heads over to the factory. Straight up solid snake in this shit. He fucking does a barrel roll (laughs) out the window. I'm just like, damn, dude. He's fucking running down the alleys, he sees the car, and like, rolls to a fence, and like, it's like the shortest fucking fence you've ever seen in your life. It would not keep any animals in or people out. It's like, a foot and a half tall. But it's just tall enough to hide like a fucking adult man body, and he's just like, don't see me. It's Atkins control. (laughs) That's what it is. So, uh, when he gets to the factory, we see several well-dressed men escorting Ellie inside. But a shot with me! Sorry. Tom Atkins sneaks into the factory and makes his way to the offices where he finds a creepy-ass life-size robot toy. Oh, it's an old lady and she's knitting. Yes. And everything's fine. She is knitting in a rocking chair. Until he goes to interrogate her. Yeah. Tom assumes she is real and shakes her down for information. Literally... Shakes, shakes her, down. her the fuck down. This did not meet my death quota as she was not a... Uh, You're right. Yes. And her head falls off. Uh, I don't know. You ever rattle grandma real hard? Sometimes that bitch's <laughs> head falls off. You get the duct tape out, you act like it never happened. And he and sees, like, oh, you know, it's a toy and all these gears are going off. And a uh, a goon sneaks up behind him. This is Dick Warlock. This is Dick Warlock for sure. Because they hit him from an angle and, like, the way that it, it, he looks like Palpatine with Conan O'Brien hair. Yes, good. Oh, man, we need to talk about Star Wars after this. So, after being accosted by Dick Warlock Goon... Um, Goony McWarlock. He's tossed around the factory quite a bit. And he, he gets fucking... This is when we get that nice Uncle shot... Red, Horizont. ...of the fucking DeLorean in the background. Yes. Right? It's the fucking 80s, and I just love it. I love the DeLorean. It's a car that I'm going to own one day in my life. I can't wait. Well, yes, I know it doesn't go back in time. You can fuck off. I don't give a shit. Here's the tie-in to Back to the Future too. No, I ain't got one. I'm, you know, I'll tell you off the air. It's 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 much. It might blow <laughs> your brain, homie. So, Tom is not doing so well in this fight. And despite his best pop shots, and he gets a couple in. Oh, dude, Dick Warlock is taking those punches. I mean, he's a stunt man, so he's like cranking his fucking head. Like he's, he's doing good, he's but that, he won't go down. He's about to rip off Tom's head, just like the homeless guy. When Tom is able to flip him over, and he starts going to work on the body like fucking Rocky Balboa. Except he gets a fistful of fucking yeah. wires and orange juice. He fucking, concrete. like, 
like punches him too hard and he like breaks his fucking like voided his chest warranty. open. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? A fucking Ziploc bag of, of, of orange juice and circuits? He I don't know. Punches his hand through his stomach somehow and he pulls out a bunch of yellow goo and some wires, cluing us in that these henchmen are not men at all, but in fact robots or androids. Death number six, the juice is loose. <laughs> They're robots. Robots. <laughs> As Tom comes to this realization, Connell Cochran and two more goons come out to escort Tom Atkins where they complete their final processing as Cochran comments that it is now Halloween morning and he has a very busy day ahead of him. We see that the Silver Shamrock Company are the ones who have stolen the pieces of Stonehenge. I'm going to let you tackle this. I got to pee real bad. You got it. And are channeling its unknown powers into the circuits that they attach to the masks that they are keeping a large piece of this fucking Stonehenge under in an underground laboratory underneath the fucking novelty factory while they prepare all the masks with the silver shamrock face melting buttons. So this is kind of where the movie really jumps the shark here. We've got this whole Stonehenge thing that's been brought in. It's not properly explained why the Stonehenge rock is there or how they're even using it, or channeling its fucking powers. That, or they that even had powers. It's, I get it. It's from the old um, Celtic druid, right? And we get Stonehenge some of that later. With, I think they even say it properly, Salwin in this. They do, but also, you... what the fuck was up with that robot sneezing in the elevator? It's like, aren't they lifelike? <laughs> that was you. That I was just, pretty funny. I just think of Invader Zim. It's just like, yeah, I'm cutting off topic. Whatever. Uh, there's a scene where, like, Zim's talking to his computer, and his computer sneezes. He's like, also, why is my computer sneezing? I, I don't know. That show's great. Moving on. It's just, it's just a weird it's just a weird whole setup here. It's so, a little bit. Cochran shows Tom that Ellie is alive on a, like a, you know, on a CCTV kind of camera, uh, but she's held captive in the facility, but promises that he wants to show him a live demonstration instead of what he can expect for later on Halloween night. Yes. We Cut see to... the Cupper family being escorted to a room labeled Test Room A. By the Ginger Hit Squad. And the family comments that they will be leaving after they give their opinion on a new commercial. So here's a question that kind of got for this scene. Yeah. Have they been there since the tour? Because this is now the next day. Or did they leave and come back? See, this movie isn't doing you any favors by explaining continuity and that's the weird thing because they were they're giving you the dates and the times and shit like it you know right right up to this point in between you know what there's our fucking prequel halloween movie there's our spinoff we just fill in the gaps it's just it's It's such a very uneventful like setup for them to i guess they're back but they're in the same clothes they were in before yeah so i assume that maybe he kept them there all night which is also odd i don't know i don't get it but whatever right you know what yeah, okay. It's Move always on. bothered me. Like I assumed that they were like held captive, but they're so jovial and they're ready to go and it's like that they're just like oh, we're out of here. charm, you know. So you got the folks shit face and they let little Chudley go fucking play with the toys or whatever. In this test room, they've got a couch and a couple chairs and a TV and a window. Yeah. Which, and, which like opens up to a nothing. fucking nothing like a big piece of steel. <laughs> and uh the commercial for the Silver Shamrock starts to play and it's it's the the pre, it's like the precursor for the 9 o'clock giveaway, and it instructs all the kids to put on their silver shamrock mask and watch the magic pumpkin on the screen as they're about to see something special. 
Here's another part where we no longer get the 9 o'clock giveaway anymore. They just say, pay attention to the screen. Well, it's a trial run. They kind of, yeah. So, as the commercial plays and the pumpkin continues to flash, Buddy's putting on his fucking mask and he's watching intently. One, if he doesn't die in this scene, he's going to get eye damage because he is a the, solid six inches. I think the inches. mom straight up says, like, don't sit too close to yeah. the TV get or the I'll turn into a back. robot and fight Superman. <laughs> So, something like that. As the fucking pumpkin on the screen is flashing, which, by the way, uh, not for the f- people that fucking like suffer from seizures. Yeah, or a like fucking uh, epilepsy or whatever. Epileptic or epile. Are people that have seizures because of flashing lights epileptic? Yeah, epileptic friends and listeners, please look away. Uh, the fucking silver shamrock logo button on the back of the mask. Uh, that Buddy Junior is wearing begins to fucking kind of flash too, and we oh, see. Oh, I, I didn't catch that. It, it might be just like a, like a reflective of the light, but it yeah. just looks like it's flashing. Well, as... now here, look at this. <laughs> right? Does that work? Oh, my God. Your pit's going to melt. He's got a silver shamrock button on his booty. Yeah, it's a visual aid. Uh, so, Buddy Jr.'s head begins to melt. He fucking grabs his head like he's not having a good time. And the mask starts to melt. And mom and dad are just like, hee ho 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 He, he told falls you not to the t- fucking ground dead as His thousands of bugs. splits open like a jack-o'-lantern. Bugs and snakes crawl out. Little varmints fucking crawl out of his head as he's dead on the floor. The varmints make their way over to Mr. Oh, and Mrs. Oh, I'm sorry, Cuffer. you mean death number seven. I told you, TV, rot your brain! <laughs> <laughs> I love those so much. Uh, uh, on the... The varmints then make their way over to Mr. and Mrs. Kupfer, and I got this. they fucking kill him before Cochran turns the display Whoa, off. Like, you up. get a fucking snake that bites the dad. Whoa, we'll get there. Mom gets up, and she straight up has a fucking heart attack. Call it what it is, a stroke or whatever. Elizabeth, I'm coming! Death number eight, you're gonna break mama's heart. <laughs> and then fucking Buddy Sr. gets bit by a rattlesnake. Snake, rattle, and die. <laughs> So, Cochran turns the TV off, and they take Dr. Mustache MD away. We then see kids all over the country are buying and wearing their silver shamrock masks while running all around fucking America. Seaford, America. Well, I mean, I assume it's the world, but it's like Nebraska and New York and Maryland. It's like mostly fucking, it's all American states. All right, Salsa's Von Mummy, I got one for you. St. Louis is one of the towns they show false you are correct sir you win a big swaggle of that drink we just made thanks (laughs) so as this is happening drink and a commercial can be heard instructing the kids to wear their silver samrock mask sure to put your explosive bug vermin mask on and tune in at nine for the big giveaway and we even see silver shamrock vans driving around neighborhoods with loudspeakers telling the kids to hurry home so they don't miss the giveaway it's not the first time in the halloween franchise we'll see vans rolling around oh well that's Hattonfield for the very i'm coming i'm coming the very sim show it's just i mean it's it reminded me of that fucking scene in blues brothers where it's like it's also ladies night <laughs> let me go sign my check on the lucky dashboard <laughs> orange whip orange, orange whip. whip oh fuck yes dude <laughs> I know it's not a horror movie, but I would love to do the Blues Brothers. We should take a break every once in a while and do some fucking non-horror movie. Throw them an movie. oddball. Right? Like, yeah. like, nothing but trouble would be a good one to fucking throw yeah, in. That's a horror movie, dog. And it's fucking a comedy, too. Yeah, you ain't got to tip-tap around. Uh, tip-tap. Tippity-tappity around that diggity-dancity. Alrighty, so back yeah. to the movie. Back at the hospital now. Um, Tom Atkins' corner friend. Do we know friend. the hometown of, like, 
before they fucking bounce out to uh, Santa Mira? It's not Haddonfield, I know that. No, I wanted I to don't say know. that. I don't know. So it says California in the beginning of the movie. Say California. California. And it might say like Southern California or Northern California, something like that. Uh, well, but Marge says it's... she's from San Francisco. Yes, the whale's vagina. And she's got like a like a shop on the, in the corner, uh, the corner of the square, or something like that. So. All right, but uh, so when they're in, um... hey guys, we're getting off topic, so thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> uh, your opinion is duly noted. Uh, no, so it's it's in SoCal, it's in that region because yeah. they said it's a short distance to Santa Mira. So, uh... so the corner is trying to reach Tom Atkins as something is up with these parts from you the mean explosion. Hot body. <laughs> But she cannot get through to the motel he was staying at in Santa Mira. Like the phone, like, oh, it cannot connect. Well, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis shut that shit the fuck down. In the other room of the hospital, one of these shamrock goons puts out his fucking isotoners, pulls them on. Is it too late to root for that nickname for me? (laughs) And he grabs a power drill out of the hospital cabinet. A cordless power drill. this is a hospital. He's like in the hallway. This isn't like a tool chest. This is like... Uh, fucking cabinet that also fucking has medicine and probably hypodermic needles and you know like rubber gloves and things like we that. We don't know. Uh, Why is what there her this actual title is. is? But what is this power drill doing there? That it's such a weird fucking place for this like In Milwaukee. Six, fucking why is power there a medical drill? machete? You know. I, hey, I'm just saying, man. It's it's a weird fucking thing to have in this. Don't drawer you get Travolta with me before he sneaks up behind her and grabs her and gives her a fucking manhunt kill. This robot goon robot holds her down and slowly drills into her head with a power drill until she stops fidgeting all right death number 10 this is a fun tom atkins callback to uh night of the creeps not thrill me but drill me <laughs> that's what you get for being good at your job bitch yeah being pretty cute back at the factory cochran has tom atkins tied up in a fucking like rolling desk chair Tie your buddy to a fucking chair and make him watch the big 9 o'clock right? giveaway. Thanks, Connell. Yeah, hey, boy. Where he's going to force him to watch the Silver Shamrock message with a mask on his fucking head. What mask? Ah, uh, he's got the skull mask on. It's Skellington! But before he does, Tom asks him why he's doing this. Cochran then launches into this James Bond villain monologue. Verbatim. About how Halloween is more than costumes and candy. I mean, I get you, dog. I pick it up. I, I'm here for the paganism. But right? keep going, keep going. He tells him that in his Celtic village, Halloween was known as the Festival of Samhain, yeah. which is another word for Samhain, well. where they sacrificed animals and children because the hills ran red with blood. So pretty much we're kind of getting, witchcraft a re- ceremonies. We're getting a rehash of what they're saying in Halloween too, but they're doing it right. Right. And... Uh, Cochran is going to kill all the children in a ritual of power as the planets are aligned again and now is the time for the sacrifice. Yeah, but what god are you appeasing? You never get that. You never get a full plot of, like, other than, like, right. this is what he's doing. You don't get anything about why he's doing it. It's Do you think just... shit got cut from this movie? What the fuck was that face? Was that your umbuga's well, I was kinda face? Like, I was kind of like giving like a shoulder shrug, but I also you know had to burp uh, a little let bit. Me, let me document that for the for the, the jackals. Go ahead. Go I don't ahead. think I can do it again. No, look at me, you filthy whore. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> look me in the eye. Look me in the eye, you sludge cunt. Stare at me like I'm a wrestling referee. What? In wrestling. If you're being pinned in wrestling, if you look away... Hey, smell my drink. Does it smell like a sour asshole? Yeah. 
It looks like <laughs> one too. In wrestling, if you're being pinned, if you look away from the referee, he that's instruction for him to let you know that the match is still going to go on. If you look him in the eye as you're being pinned and he's doing the three count, it tells him that the match is done to finish the three count and you're not going to kick out. It's hard to ruin the magic for anybody, but yeah, I was. Are we wrestling now? It's scripted. I mean, I like it. Anyway, just you know. Sorry about that. Just you don't want me to look you in the give eyes. Give your shout out. You know you want to. Look me in the eyes. Do it. Them horrible horror boys would like that. Yeah. Well, so, uh, what three th- one <laughs> three thirds of them fart boys? <laughs> I don't math, dude. I went to fucking Collinsville. Tom struggles to free himself and smashes the TV in his room with his feet with his fucking. This is fucking MacGyver kick. magic. Uh, and he then uses a piece of the glass of the broken TV screen to fucking cut himself loose from his chair. And he's like, he's not tied to it. He's like strapped to it with seatbelts. Did you see that? It's like fucking nylon like straps that are holding him down. Hey, buddy, my my suspension of disbelief belief at this point is just what? went out the window when fucking Stonehenge was in the basement. Yeah, dude. Oh, I mean, when Carmen San Diego fucking stole a chunk of Stonehenge. Come on. <laughs> he escapes the room through the air ducts, fucking snake Whoa, Pliskin style. Oh, you didn't style. even do the whole spiel. Takes the piece of glass, cuts his rope, takes his mask. Oh, yeah. Fucking, like, one in a million fucking... I got some... So, this is a cool scene, right? So, what not just is You know saying, what we're gonna do? We're gonna... When those masks come in... We're gonna try it. We're gonna put a camera up in the fucking corner of your room. I'm gonna see how many times it takes to fucking chuck whistle that shit at that motherfucker. So, from what I understand... Tommy Lee Wallace wanted this scene in the movie. And he showed Tom Atkins how to do it. And on Tommy first try the director's first try he fucking tosses it up there and it sticks it took tom atkins i want to say 49 takes to get this right because tommy did it on the fucking first try well tommy lee wallace is kind of a badass because he's got that voice watch dr demento and he is the he is the voice of the announcer fucking a but he's so, got that slick ass radio voice so he tosses it up there and he fucking gets it to stick so tom atkins he like, just walked away he's like he's you like, do it i just bested tom atkins it's like boom bitch he grabbed like every vagina on the way out <laughs> like consensually too bitches follow me they're just like oh so my God. From what i understand they had to film that like 40 something times to fucking because get the that last to work. time Tom Atkins channeled the power of his mustache and fucking nailed it. Tom Atkins is too busy channeling the sex magic, not right. the sports magic. He's human sex panthoir. <laughs> so he climbs into the air ducts like fucking Snake Plissken, and he notes that he has 49 Snake minutes. Snake Plissken? You mean Iroquois Plissken? Do you mean John McClane? <clears throat> the, uh, Escape from L.A. Does it? Really? That's the movie we're going for. He's in both. Snake Plissken's in both. How many fucking... Duck scenes are there in those? Uh, I thought it was just the one. Call the audio bullshit! Pretty sure it's in Escape from L.A. I gotta watch it again, though. I think but sure, Iroquois like, Pliskin. It sounds like Escape Solid from your bullshit. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. All right. Get them, fans. Yeah, All see, three of you. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> so he looks at a clock on the wall Wait, and notes that he what, has 49 minutes till 9 o'clock to stop the sacrifices from happening. Cochran and crew realize that Tommy A has escaped... <laughs> <laughs> wondering That's like, is that where I go to get my fucking sweater vest from? <laughs> it's got an adorable fucking... It's Not J-Crew, Cochran. No, crew. it's the fucking, like, sign of thorn. I'm doing it on my wrist <laughs> with a butcher knife. I should probably stop. I'm bleeding all over your carpet. Oh, no. So, Cochran and crew realize that Tommy A has escaped and is wandering around the factory now. He finds a phone while he's hiding and yes! calls... His ex-wife, Linda, and warns her that she needs to throw the silver shamrock mask away, but she tells him to go to hell. 
Yeah. Because she secretly wants her kids dead and was probably in on the whole thing. Dude, here's the best part. She goes, are you drunk again? Yeah. Is it, or no, she's like, you sound fucking drunk. She's, she's like, such like a I'm bitch. not even drunk. To, I mean, no, real talk. What's she playing with? Drunk Tom Atkins, like, all the time. And he's like, fucking 10, yeah, whatever. It, what are we at, four hours now? She's so fucking mean to him, dude. It's fucking terrible. No, she's awesome. And she's a beefy bitch. Um, she really wants her kids dead, and she knows what's going on. Cochran talked to her the whole time. Well, do you see that fucking kid? Do you know what he's going to grow up to be when you want him to be dead, too? Did yeah. you see class of fucking 1990? A lady pleaser. Uh. <laughs> I am way too far away from this microphone, so I'm just yelling. No, you're good. It's 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 doing well. Oh, the wizard so old good. tomboy then makes his way to Ellie as Cochran dispatches the goon crew to go stop him, but are too slow as they escape and make their way to the lab and hide and we get get this fucking classic gag they come into the fucking lab and it's this like stack of boxes then a large empty space then another stack of boxes and in between the stack of boxes is this fucking like rolling shelf with fucking racks of fucking masks and they fucking like Blues Brothers fucking, like, Are You Afraid, or Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of fucking shit, where they just fucking move the rack slowly, while everybody in the room is fucking around and watching, and you can see their feet underneath it as they fucking slowly push it to the other side. Suspension of disbelief. It's fucking, it is a fucking cartoon callback for sure. I loved it. I thought it was funny. This movie's fun. And they move the whole way undetected, by the way. As they're hiding, Tom finds a silver shamrock button in one of the boxes, that he's hiding behind, and he sneaks up close to the lab equipment, and he starts pushing buttons, just methodically. Like, he knows what he's doing. Uh, his mustache guides him. And this lab is set up like fucking something from, like, Dr. No, or, like, an early James Bond movie, where it's just, like, tons of large computers, like, tons of, like, mainframes. I'm air-quoting here. Well, and, I mean, 80s movies, every computer's Right, large. and, like, just... Like, just a crazy amount of fucking buttons. And he's just... Like, just smile at me. He's just pushing at him fucking weird. And he somehow sets off the 9 the o'clock giveaway sequence. commercial. Yeah, right, that's going to kill everybody. So, he starts pushing buttons, which sets off the death commercial on all the monitors in the lab. And he runs up to the rafters with Ellie. And he makes with it a rain... a box of... Make death, it rain! Fucking death buttons. He's got this box of death buttons, and he uh, fucking the, the makes it rain. The buttons that go on the silver shamrock... Uh, sham, uh, shamrock mask. The big shamrock shake masks just makes it rain. They fucking fire lasers left and right and this kill is the dumbest all and the best. androids in the room. Everybody dies except for those two well, and Cochrane. Well, hold up. All right, so this is where I, I gotta chime in. Mm-hmm. Those scientists working, I don't think they were androids. I think they were legit scientists. I think they were all androids. Because right. they don't... Their face doesn't come apart like Marge's does. Your face comes apart. They don't bleed No, anywhere. they just do this fucking poppy bullshit. It's not like nobody's getting fucking dusted with lasers. It's just like... Bah! Bah, bah. And it even like stops the goons that were like coming after them. Right. As which were the, which were the, uh, the, the ginger hit squad. The Conan O'Brien uh, committee. Alright, so I'm gonna do it. It's a weird scene. I count it as one death because it's like... No, I, I counted them individually because I'm that fucking nerd. Death 11 through 26 blinded me by science to death. You blinded me with science to death. Thomas Dobley. I love that song. What What? What did you say? Thomas Dobley. It's Doby. Doby? Is that an L? Yeah. Are you having a stroke? Are you? Like... I smell eggs. No, that was that chili fart from Elena's fucking chili. <laughs> I thought it was Dobley. No, it's Doby, homie. Okay, sure. All right. I don't care. 
Uh, that is a good tune, though. How many times are you going to be wrong this week? Uh, just once. <laughs> dum dum. It was a six pack of what? Yeah. Schlitzes. Go fuck yourself. While cock. While... Your favorite fruit group. While... <laughs> uh, We're adults. While, while Connell Cochran is trying to process just what the hell has happened, the magic of Stonehenge seems to be activated by all of this. The, Cochran... wait, hold up. So, there's a circle of computers, and while this is happening, rotoscope lightning Oh, I'm not there yet. Not there oh, yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Right to get there, though. Cochran sees our heroes up in the rafters and gives them a slow oh my God. golf clap and a smirk as he fucking figures it out. And as this goes on, Stonehenge starts I'm glad lighting somebody up. figured it out, because I still don't know what the fuck is going on. And then, as Nacho said, there's this fucking circle of computers that was in front of Stonehenge that also start to light up. And this, like, ring of lasers is, like, being transferred from all these computers while fucking, like, Stonehenge lasers. is fucking lighting up as well. And Cochran is in the middle of all this shit. Lightning? Lasers fucking hit him in between. Yeah. And then he turns into, like... Paper? Blue cheese? I don't fucking he, like, know, dude. <laughs> becomes like kind of transparent, and he just oh, remember disappears. Blade Two? Remember that like marble old vampire, like the Velati or whatever the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Kind of looks like that, but he's like, but he doesn't like like turn into ash or disperse or explode. You know or what? We're he not just... gonna apologize for this movie because just... the movie doesn't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah, and he doesn't like he just disappears. He doesn't rapture out his fucking like clothes. He just fades away. His he, clothes and everything. He just yeah, yeah. It's like memoirs of the Invisible Man kind of thing. He just you know, once he's there, then he's not. All right, okay. That wow, wow. So while Ellie and Tom drive away, he is checking the radio to see if the death commercial is still going to air. Ellie then attacks Tom. Yeah. And he crashes the car into a tree. Tom spots Ellie's severed arm in the wreckage as he fucking escapes to freedom when he is attacked from behind by her. He then fucking, as he's being choked, reaches into the fucking trunk, pulls out a tire iron because he wants to iron out his problems. All right. Uh, Turns her head sideways the fuck off her body. Beats her the fucking death. Death 28. Oh, no. It's an out-of-control robo-ho. Yep. So Tom Atkins knocks her head off, and we see that uh, Ellie has been turned into a android or a robot by the Uh, Silver Shamrock people. So this is my question. Was she an android the whole time? Right. I don't think she was. I think she was Was legit. Decker an android all along? I don't know. Do fucking like... You don't watch Blade Runner? Robots dream of electronic sheep? <laughs> Is that tortoise on its back? Uh, yeah, what's it's, up, it's, And we'll tackle it in the final thoughts, but that's what happens. There's She's an sequel. android. As he goes to drive away, her severed arm... Oh my god, jump scare city. For fucking one last attempt in his life, and then as he fights that off, her fucking headless body comes and does the same goddamn thing. What did, what did they do that in? Is that reanimator? It's like, get him, get him, you idiot, yeah. kill him. What is that? That's... Is that reanimator? Or... No. Yeah, it is, isn't it? This, this is the... I mean, Hill does that, but he's... It, child's play. It's Chucky. It's like, kill oh, him, yes. kill him, you idiot, you idiot, get him. In the first him. one, he's fucking sitting there. Oh, I can't wait till we do that. So, Tommy makes it finally to the gas station that we saw earlier in the film. It's a callback. And he begs Walter to Walter's use the there. phone. Oh, because Walter is, like, handing out. And this is he's the handing half, out candy. This is the happiest he's been in the whole movie. Because it's like, 
oh, the cops aren't going to eat me because I didn't do anything bad. I did a good thing because my mom told me if somebody's in trouble, you fucking help them. I'm like, Walter, you a good dude. So as we get into the office here, we see that it's one minute to nine o'clock and Tom Atkins is on the phone trying desperately to, to contact the fucking TV the stations. Well, he's just on the phone with one, but he's like trying to stop them all. And he wants them to pull the Silver Shamrock commercial from all three channels. There are some kids that were getting some candy, and they're present at the gas station. Yeah, they're the rocking time. all three of the masks. And as they are using the TV to watch the commercial for the nine o'clock big giveaway, Tom gets a cut on three. We see the experience, or sorry, the station is experiencing technical difficulties on one of the stations. The kids then change the channel to the no, next turn station. That fucking dial. <coughs> yeah, those? change it to the yeah. fucking clicky dial. And we see the same thing on the second station. However, Four. as the children change it to the third station, the commercial is still playing as Tom Atkins is begging and screaming for the TV station stop to it. stop the third commercial. He's like, stop it. Stop the third one. Stop forgot it. the third one. Turn, Turn it off. off. Turn it off. Stop it. As we get a final shot of Dr. Mustache screaming, stop, stop it! Before the screen cuts to black and the credits roll. All right. So... Cigarette break. <laughs> Real talk. They can hear it. It's fine. And we're back from our quick little smoke break. So hiatus. To talk about that ending there real quick, it's left a little ambiguous as to whether or not Tom Atkins actually saved or the children just died. No, what I, I do know is that in the novel no and Bella. what they were going to originally film... There was a hardcore sex scene. They were going to have children like screaming across like the countryside as they fucking as their faces melted. And in the novel, that that's how they wrote it. So it's they decided I I don't know if they filmed it or I have to look at my trivia, but I think they filmed it and it like tested like too depressing. So they were like, ah, oh, we're gonna leave this a little ambiguous. Um, I know if you ask Tom Atkins, he said I saved them. I saved them all. I went a little Bruce Campbell with that, but uh, hey, nachos. What up, hot dog? You want to see a dead body? Oh, yeah, yeah. So this kill count is debatable at best. Well. I have here 13 deaths with two of them. Are you counting the robots? Kind of existing off screen. So uh, we've got the dapper thug, death number one, crushed between the cars. Oh, let me uh, console my list so we can get the, the fun names. I think he was a... Uh traffic jams no bumper to bumper traffic slammed <laughs> death number two uh harry grimbridge skull ripped apart uh death number two the santa mira nose job we've got uh the other sharp dressed man killed in the car explosion this one kind of looks like conan o'brien when the light hits him right before you know the fire melts his eyes that's a barbecue uh number four starker decapitated by, this one is by Dick Warlock, so he's one of those. Oh, yeah, he's he's that that failure. I just, I'm going to post this picture on Instagram because it's too good not to. I have death number four, give me head till you're dead. Number five, March Gutman, face blasted open by laser. Laser lips. Number six, Dick Warlock himself, punched through the stomach. The juice is loose. Number seven, Buddy Kemford Jr., head... Ah. Turned into mush by the silver shamrock mask. I told you, TV would rot your brain. Number eight, Betty Kempfer killed off screen. You don't really see her get bit by any of the varmints. No, she straight had a heart attack. <laughs> you ought to know, know by, by now. now. You're going to give mama a heart attack. Number nine, Buddy Sr. Snake, rattle and die. Number ten, we've got Teddy drilled in the head. Drill me. And that's uh, 
kind of an off-screen one. Like, you see her body, but you don't see the death at all. It paints the picture. You fill in the gaps. So that's my that's my two. Uh, uh, so number 11, I have this as just Death 11, but it's really 16 of the Silver Shamrock henchmen. I have... 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. Dead scientists, I will post the pictures. You be the judge. Blinded me by science to death. Number 12, Connell Cochran turned into paper. Death 27. I don't know. I think he turned into blue cheese or something. And then uh, number 13 on my list is Ellie Grimbridge. The android is decapitated with a tire iron by Tom Atkins. Oh no, it's an out-of-control robo-ho! So, what was your favorite kill, Nachos? Oh man, real talk, it's a toss-up. It's in between Little Buddy and his fucking head turned... So, in the novella, novella, little book, they say that the fucking, like, the laser mask little chunk and all that opens a portal to another dimension. I don't know. But that's fucking bonkers. But what's your or. favorite one in the movie? Oh, uh, real talk? I don't know, man. It is it is a fucking tie. It is a tie. I will flip a coin, actually. Give me a coin. I don't have a coin. Yeah, you wouldn't. Um, I'll flip Michael. Ass up. That's the way the that's the way we like to fuck. Heads down. That's the way we clown. Uh, so heads up. I'm giving it to the fucking Santa Mira nose job. Mm-hmm. And then butt up. That's uh, buddy. That, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Face up, Santa Maria nose job. Okay, okay. Yeah, and that's gruesome, man. Like I said earlier, I am not a doctore, but if you jam, it's you're talking that scramble element. That's a whole different thing. I didn't even fucking think, man. You're getting them fingers in the eyeballs on the socket, you know, aka reach a couple inches in. That's frontal lobe. You're lobotomizing them, scrambling that shit around, right? Like a mummy. I go with Marge Gutman, the Ooh, laser to the face. Shit. That's my favorite kill for sure. It It's stupid, but it just fucking looks no, great. No, it's amazing, and you don't need to explain shit. I love it. Just like this movie doesn't explain a lot of shit. You get what you got, and you get what you got. Are you ready for some stuff you should know? Yeah, all right. So, director Tommy Lee Wallace turned down directing Halloween 2 as he did not like the script, but chose to write and direct the third movie in the franchise, which was this one. Who directed Halloween 2? Uh, I don't know. Rick Garris? <laughs> Not this time, Hot Dog. No, it's uh, Rick Rothalling. He also directed another Halloween movie, Halloween Resurrection. Oh, okay. You kind of see it when they bring in like that camera shit. Close circuit. Yeah. And then uh, all that. Yeah, moving on. Anyway, go ahead. Director Tommy Lee Wallace was also the announcer during the Silver Shamrock commercials, which we touched on. And while technically not in the movie itself, Michael Myers does make the appearance, as we talked about, in the film in the form of a commercial for the original Halloween movie playing on the TV when the bartender changed the channel for Tom Atkins. And when he's being held captive in the Silver Shamrock Factory, we also see the movie with the scene where Laurie Strode is walking the streets. So we get both no, of them. No, she's not a streetwalker till trading places, buddy. <laughs> Uh, we also talked about it, the voice of the operator that Tom Atkins' character keeps getting when he's trying to make the calls out, and over the PA the is... The smooth operator is the Jamie super Lee foxy Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. When approached about creating a third Halloween film, original Halloween writers John Carpenter and Deborah Hill were reluctant to pledge commitment. <clears throat> Carpenter and Hill agreed to participate in a new project, only if it was not a direct sequel to Halloween 2, which meant Michael Myers 
would not be the focus of the film. Uh, fun fact. So this movie went through several rewrites also. Yeah, because Carpenter... Did he, they hear my dramatic fart? He wrote and produced this and the second one. I mean, Tommy Lee Wallace wrote I think wrote he was under one. contract uh, with Universal. I think he had to pop out three movies. I think it was Halloween 2, Halloween 3, and The Fog, and not in that order. Which, by Could the be. way, the fucking fog tanked in the box office, which is bullshit. So, as we kind of talked about there at the end, after Daniel yells, stop it, on the phone, at the very end of the film, the screen cuts to black. I'm sorry, who? Tom Atkins. Get your shit right. And then the uh, end credits roll. Originally, ending theme wasn't going to be played during the credits. Instead, it was supposed to be a scream of a millions of children being murdered. Tommy Lee Wallace decided the not to add this. Boner? So that the ending could be ambiguous and add the possibility that they were saved. You know what? You asked Tom Atkins. He said, I saved them. I saved them all. What are your final cuts on the movie, my friend? I don't know, dude. This movie is a fucking... I'm not going to call it a trashter piece. Because it's good. I mean, I think I think the number one thing, and I said it way earlier on in the intro, I think if you didn't call this movie a fucking Halloween movie, this wouldn't be some bastardized black sheep, you know, the franchise. We'd be having kinda... a different conversation. With oh my God, mind. dude, right? Um, I mean, because you get that... You get the love of, like, Deborah Hill and fucking John Carpenter and Dean Cundy and, like, Tommy Lee Wallace. Like, this is the OG fucking Halloween crew kind of shit coming back for round three. I don't know, like, uh, who the fuck the producer was. I can't think of his fucking name. I don't even want to try to because it's going to sound hyper offensive. So let's just don't. Um, I, and I'm still going to do it. Anyway, no, he's just like, this was a, no, it was Herbling Yoblitz. He's like, this is a stupid idea. I don't know why they fucking did it. It's like, because you could have made money. Real talk, yeah, if you take the Halloween out of this fucking movie and, like, just keep it far the fuck away from the Michael Myers shit, which wrapped. I mean, I'm not here to get fucking Tom Savani. Well, Michael Myers died in the second film, and that's stupid if you think that. Like he did with Jason? Yes. Uh. You're inebriated. Shut up, listeners. I don't know, dude. This movie's great. And if you don't like this movie because you're so caught up on the fact that fucking Michael Myers isn't in this, get the fuck over yourself. You know what you have here? A kick-ass 80s fucking horror film with a ridiculous plot. Uh, we're not even going to pretend like this plot is cohesive or coherent in the slightest. I feel like you're attacking, like, the like fans? people who don't... Yeah, yeah the like, fucking haters. Like, like, like Marshall hates it. Well... Yeah. You guys should have, like, a King of the Ring kind of thing. Where, no, like, I don't want to like, spectate you guys. I, I will set up a fucking wrestling ring in the backyard, and, like, you and Marshall go at it. It's going to be us wins. getting out of shape real quick. <laughs> and then we're going to be, like, rock, paper, scissors. Got a fucking, shit. like, Royal Rumble, like, whoever fucking throws the other, like, over the fence. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think Marshall of the Horrible Horror Podcast, which is an amazing podcast if you guys have never heard that. Shameless plug number 700. Um... I don't think he's watched it since. I think he was just so... I want to say lovelorn. What's the word I want to use here? Upset that Mike wasn't in it. That it merits a rewatch. But people need to get over the fact that Mike isn't in it. But technically, he is in it. He is in it. But, I mean... Kind of twice, right? You get... You ain't wrong. You get uh, uh, Nick Castle. Big Swigs. And you get fucking Dick Warlock. So, there's two Michael Myers I don't think it. I don't think Nick Castle's... In, oh, yeah, yeah. On the screen, you big... Yeah. Yeah, you big dumb. All um, right, yeah. Bep, 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 bep. All right, so closing statement. It's a great film. 
It's not winning. It's no Exorcist. It's not fucking Poltergeist. It's a fun movie. The plot gets fucking ridiculous. But it's really fucking fun. You get Tom Atkins. You get Old Boy from fucking RoboCop. And, like, it's fucking bonkers. At what point, like, just robots? uh, Witchcraft in the fucking stone. (laughs) Bringing it closer, Morty. All right. Oh, all right. You go ahead, and I got a good outro on this. Okay. Well, we'll do this, then we do the ratings. So, I really love this movie. Is it the best? No. No. Is it fun? It's fun, and it's very original. I mean, it really is. Think about all the other shit that's ever fucking been made. I'm super glad I found out about this movie later on. I've never, like, seen another horror movie that has, like, a similar plot to this. Um, it's never been qu- quite quite set up. There's no, been nothing where, like, they're People just going to People compare this to Jason Goes to Hell, and I say... How is fuck that? Fuck your face with a soldering iron. You, there's no way you can compare this to Jason Goes to Hell. No, uh, like... It fucking makes absolutely no sense. Fun, what is fun One's a slasher, the other one is... Clearly not. It's a fucking. It's just a straight up, just haunting horror movie. There's no slashing. There's no. There's no definitive killer. It's like magic. It's whatever. Anyway, one of the things that I do like about the movie, and it made me laugh, uh, and I caught it this time that I've never actually caught before, is that when Cochran is taking Tom Atkins down into the final processing lab, and he asks him why Stonehenge is here and like what's going on, Cochran remarks that. A good magician never explains. Well, apparently, neither does a good writer, and I'm using the air quotes here, because <laughs> uh, the Stonehenge angle confuses me to this day. And it does. It fucking absolutely does, which totally like prevents this movie from getting a perfect score. And not that it would anyway. There's, there, there are problems with it, but the associated deaths of millions of children of the cost of country I thought was kind of pretty creepy. Yes. And like knowing that that could potentially happen, I'm whether gonna, it does or doesn't. I'm going to chime in real quick yep all right so and i think i might have addressed it in the episode i don't know it's, it's been so long that cochran says like oh you know it's a really good joke you know the soft chainsaw um, you know dead dwarf gag and also murdering everybody's children now i have a fucking hyper morbid sense of humor but you know what i'm not getting a giggle out of seeing my pals and their gals and their you know procreative spawns you know, getting dusted. That that does not put a smile on my face. Unless it's baby Hitler. I can understand that. But, I mean, just to get it, you know, just to finish it up, I just, I think it's a very fun movie. I don't think that it deserves the hate that it gets. You've got 11 official Halloween movies. Ten of them feature Michael Myers. One of them doesn't. I'm sorry. I can name five other Halloween movies that are worse than this. I'm sorry that it that it it's called Halloween and it doesn't feature it because it's not. Like if it if it didn't have that name, like Season you said, Season of the Witch, Halloween Three, right? That baby, that that's a different the story. The night that no one came home, which I love because you get Halloween, the night he came home, wow. Halloween Two, more just, of the night he came home. What did we just home. watch tonight? The fucking trailer for this shit. Like a TV spot? Yeah. I'd never seen that. That was straight terrifying. On the Screen Factory Blu-ray, they have the original trailer. We've never seen it. We watched it yeah. tonight before we started the show. We were squaring up to see who had the better and, features. Man, it was fucking creepy. You yeah, get that, man. You get what, like the Silver Shamrock Company features three masks. You get the witch mask, the skull mask, and the pumpkin mask. And it's got the witch mask like slowly coming into focus Season on the screen. Season the witch hot dog. Like in a black and white thing. And then a fucking tarantula crawls out of its mouth. Tarantulas, unless you're Billy Eyelash. Natalie, shout out to you. Like fucking crawls out of the mouth, 
we don't fucking like spiders to begin with here. We're arachnophobes up in this shit. Yeah. You got more than fucking And then, like, six it gets legs, close up to the fucking stuck. eyes. Like, human eyes fucking open up. And you, you get, humanize like, the human eyes. You get this fucking, like, voiceover, like, about the movie. And, like, you get no, like, she- scenes, screens. You get no scenes Scenic from screenies. the movie. Um, and then it just fucking cuts off. And it's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I got a fun fact for you. Remember this little movie uh, Stephen King directed? Probably never heard of it because it was the only movie he ever directed. Maximum fucking overdrive. What does that have to do with this? Uh, so fun tie-in. Stephen King is looking at us all cross-eyed and derped out because that's Stephen King. And you uh-huh. know he's high as fuck on cocaine because, hey, it's the 80s. So while this, uh, the trailer for Maximum Overdrive is like, well, I got tired of people directing my movies. And I uh, thought I'd scare the hell out of you by directing one. So the whole time that's going, they're playing the Halloween three theme like but except if you've seen maximum overdrive um wait the maximum overdrive has the halloween trailer trailer in the movie no so the maximum overdrive trailer where stephen king is talking shit on people directing his movies looking at you stanley kubrick (laughs) right stop cutting in with that just i'm trying to understand what you're saying no do you not Stephen King cut a trailer for Maximum, Maximum Overdrive. Overdrive, the movie he directed yes, that he doesn't remember directing because it was so high on fucking cocaine. Uh-huh. So the trailer is him talking shit. It's just like John Carpenter. Uh, it's uh, <clears throat> what is playing Max? Uh, it is stop. The, stop with the extra shit. It's the Halloween three fucking soundtrack is playing in the background while he's talking. Yes. Okay. Like God. Sometimes I gotta fucking put you in a corner, baby. Like, you're not fucking making sense. Drink some more, ghost. Jesus Christ. Okay, so I get it now. I understand what you're saying. But you're the listeners. I, maybe. I'm in the room with you, and I'm in our I had to fucking make you recap it three times. Sorry, folks. Sometimes this collar gets loose. Alright, so Nachos, what's your rating on this movie? Uh... I give it 10 more days till Halloween out of Happy Happy Halloween. It's a okay. 10. Okay. Fuck it. Why not, dude? Like I said, I can name five other worst Halloween movies in the franchise before we even get to this one. Uh, how many episodes of Horrible Horror done? 182 now. I can name 181 that are worse than this, but. Boosh. <laughs> oh. I give it eight laser mouths out of 10. I don't give it a perfect 10 because it's got some problems. It really falls apart in the third act, the whole Stonehenge thing. It doesn't explain itself well. It's weird. He, like Connell Cochran, tries to give you an example with the whole Celtic thing. I feel thing, we're missing a couple of chapters out of this story. really falling apart there. It's like something was cut or they were just like, oh, it's for time. We had it, – it, it really does move like pretty fast – paced up until they get to the factory at the end and then it really slows down and it's weird to say that because a lot happens in that third act but you don't get a lot of explanation as to why the explanation itself is very cut short and it's very quick it's abrasive and it's just boom this is it accept it or don't it's weird all right since Janani jeff i got a question for you hit me but don't hit me yeah i was gonna say dude there's like all this hardware in the way um favorite character that isn't tom atkins ellie do we do we tackle this already? Is she actually a robot? I don't. What's the cutoff point? I 
I, did she die in the factory? I assume that they just. To? I assume that they just turned her into an android, and she's probably dead somewhere. No. Okay, so like, I started watching because the other androids are robots. Like, robots. don't talk. They sneeze. Yeah. Right. Right. You can give them that much ram to the where I can get a case of the snuffles. But they don't talk. So I assume that she has been killed and then been replaced by a reploid. You know what? Because I'm wasting everybody's time, and well, not really. If you if you. All right, so here's one better. All right. The entire town of Santa Mira, are they all robots? Ooh. Yeah, right? uh, no, well, no, they wouldn't be because... Yeah, but do you think some of them might be? Some of them could be because, like, the owner of the motel is clearly in on it. It was, like, O'Hagan or some shit? I don't remember his name. McDougal's? McDougal's. O'Doul's? McDowell's. It's <laughs> the golden Got the big mick. Shut the fuck up, dude. Fucking McDowell's. Fun fact, they don't sell the McRib after midnight. Yeah, our buns don't have seeds. Uh, so we've got fucking old McDowell's there who owns the motel. He's yeah, definitely yeah, in I... on it. Oh. Uh, but but Starker, the hobo, he's not. No, he's the only cat that's out. I feel he's kind of the um And I feel like you don't even though you don't see him, the um the owner of the liquor store probably is in on it because it's a curfew. He should be home, but he's not. And right. Tom Atkins is buying booze from him bite your, after six bite o'clock. Bite your fucking tongue. Okay. No, th- no don't. Stop. Oh, it's bleeding. It's bleeding. You told me to bite it. Jeff, stop. All right. Then I bite so, it. You know what? I will straight say there are real normal Irish people in, in that community that don't abide by the curfew because they're going to a liquor store. And I rest my case. All right. And I'll belt this out. Is this a prequel to RoboCop? No. Think about it. Think about it real good and hard. That o- Stonehenge o- took o- no, OCP. Cochran and... OCP. <laughs> no. What is he doing? He's making fucking robots. Are you telling me that Ed Point uh, nine nine? it has nothing to do with this? Ed 209? Yeah, fuck your face. Yeah, the dude that can't go down the steps because he's a tank. Ed 209. Yeah, that looks like a microphone with two machine guns. Did you said like... Ed Point nine nine. I'm going to cut you off. We're done. You no, we're not done. No, no, no. Okay. Also, is this somehow incorporated into Superman 3? Because you got... More robots? Betty Mom Jr. Or whatever the fuck her name is. Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> Ed O 2.9. Ed Edward James Ed almost. Ed O 2.9. This fucking guy. This guy. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. No, no. Don't you shut it off. All right. We are... We are, we are we are done. Stop it. We are ending Stop the episode. It. We are done. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. All right. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at Here Comes the Spooky. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Here Comes Spooky. You can also email us at Gmail at Here Comes the Spooky at gmail.com. And you can send us nude photos. No. Oh, no. We don't do that? No. No of us. No nudes. No lewds. No nothing. Do you? Definitely do not solicit that. Do not listen to him at all. That is one hundred percent against this. The out too? No, is that the second? Well, edit? I'm just stopping you right now. Is the thuggish ruggish bum? Nothing. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Um. All right. So hey, real talk, listeners. If you listen to it before the season's up, I want you guys to go out and gals and do some real spooky shit. Go to haunt houses. Have a good time. Halloween is encroaching. And get fucking ready. Because you know what we're going to deal with real soon? Some real sad. Because it's going to be over.
Unless it's in your hearts. Big Swigs? What's sad? I don't understand. Uh, Halloween's gonna be over real soon. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Sorry, he he finishes half sentences. I apologize. But he finishes by sentences. We ate. Uh, next time on the Here Comes the Spooky podcast, don't tell nothing. We are going to take you to Camp Arawak and find out why Angela is so fucked up. Hey, Angela, why you so fucked up? All right, so thanks for listening out there, guys. Make sure that you like it. Uh, you know, tell your buddies about it. Time to the chair. Send us some mail, by the way. Hit us up Send on us the social media. Send us fan art. If Come you want to, if you like the show, if you got suggestions, you know, we've got a list of movies that we're gonna do. If you want to hear something else, hit us up. Let us know. We're gonna have them horrible horror boys on, you know, at a coming episode. What? Yeah, it's gonna be super exciting. So definitely what? check them out as what? well. What? No. Also, no. destroy the brain. Oh my God, Andy will stomp your dick in the dirt with some spooky horror movie trivia. They've got a great podcast. It was it was at one point in time called "We Have to Talk About Horror" or "We Need to Talk About Horror." I don't think we need to talk about horror anymore because I think it's destroy the brain. I think it's podcast. now just destroy the brain podcast. Hey, those so check guys them out. Are fucking awesome. Those guys, it's a big group of people too. It's really fun. They're, I'm actually surprised that they don't have like eye damage. Like every time I see the videos, it's them like in a room with nothing but black lights. They are a, a, a floative, which is like an armada. I don't know. I learned a new word. I thought it was cool. But, uh, Andy, thanks for having them fart boys to that trivia. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I'll bring you the bat wings for that pain. All right. Well, that's all we've got. So remember, stay chill, stay, stay fun, ill, and keep, keep it spooky. It spooky!